Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we can, um, I just hit go live, by the way. Uh, and we can, um, yeah, I'll have like a mouse and keyboard and stuff like that. And I won't have to like jit move around myself at all. You know, it'd be nice. I could just pull over my mic and have my actual camera in place where I want it and all that sort of stuff. Lovely. Because, yeah, we packed up everything at the moment. So just to get this up and running, I had to unpack this monitor that I'm using. I had to unpack the extension dock, um, Tilly's mic and stuff like that, just to, so we can get this up and running now. Um, but I thought I wasn't really doing much today. So in the, in the fact that we're not going to be podcasting over the next couple of weeks i thought oh, let's let's get today in at least um so yeah awesome yeah it'd be good to get this one done yeah. before the holidays uh what episode well one two three is it one two three mate nice oh man I had a I had a big scare yesterday. My uh, nothing was coming on my screen every time I turned my Xbox on. Oh no! Such a faulty a, HDMI in the end or something. Like stomach falling into my ass feeling. Uh, I think it was my TV because I I was turning it on and then I was like, no problem, I'll do a hard reset. And uh, nothing happened. The same thing happened. I turned it on a just black screen. The TV wouldn't pick it up. Uh, and then I tried to turn my switch on uh, on the dock, and the same thing happened. I was like, "Okay, it's, it's probably the TV then." So yeah. I gave the TV a hard boot, and it was fine, and uh, it was all fine. But yeah. for for a moment there, I was like, oh, I, don't know, "I can't buy another Xbox right now." Yeah, <laughs> Just, that's oh, yeah. I mean, worst case, you have your Series S to pull yeah. though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with me. You see it right there. You can yeah. just see it hide in the corner. Yeah. My series S can have a proper home again. It's been dusting away for a little while, but we're gonna obviously that's gonna be like our living room oh. Xbox, you know, in case we wanted to play anything co-op on Xbox in the living room or I wanna play anything that I don't nice. really care about the quality as much, sort of thing, then I could just chill play it in the living mm. room. Um so yeah, it'll be nice. <coughs> Fantastic. All right, let's uh let's jingle into the show then. Yep. It's the final show of 2023. We are jingling, right? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quick Resume Podcast. This is episode 123. It's the final show of 2023. Um, been a big year for just the world, I think. It's probably fair to say. Um, and uh, there's, there's a decent amount to talk about. You know, personally... We're going to talk about our game of the years this year. Um, in terms of the news, there's Xbox. There's always Xbox. Is South of Night coming out in 2024? Is it's the you, you thought Blade had stopped being a trending conversation? Nope, wrong. You thought Starfield stopped trending? 
Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> and these are therefore all things that we're going to talk about. Uh, oh, and also maybe ads for free X Cloud. Who knows? Topical. Controversial. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So that's on the docket today. Um. How's it going, Tim? How's the brain? How's the game brain? And how's your toe, actually? I haven't asked about your toe in a while. What? My cricket injury toe? It's all right, man. That's the one. It's something I have to live with, you know? <laughs> so, you know, now that you bring it up, it's it's one of those things that's never, it's never going to be 100%. And, you know? Yeah, it's hurts. throbbing. <laughs> no, like, genuinely. Like, like um, it's fine, but it's definitely a lot more, like, it's just sensitive. Like, it's just fucked from cricket. Like, it just hurts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if someone were to step on my foot or, like, a dog step on my foot, whatever, it hurts way more on that toe. But, yeah, it's just the pains of cricket, man. You know? But thanks for asking about man. my toe. I appreciate it. Um, That's all right, man. I just thought I'd check in because, obviously, both <laughs> my co-hosts have gammy toes. So, I need to, you know, I need yeah, to check in and just toe. make sure they're all right. Yeah, he has a really gammy toe. Oh, I had no idea. It's it's really bad. He had to. He was telling me about some weird. He had to like stick his toe in like his foot in bleach. Oh bleach. yeah, I remember because like, he had it like casted up for a while, didn't he, or something? Or he had that boot on and he was being yeah. an idiot with it, and he was still going out and walking on it. Yeah, yeah. Cause he's he, had surgeries on it. Yeah, yeah. Because we went out with him shortly after he had the surgery, and I remember we were just like, maybe you shouldn't like be out and walking this much. And then we got back at the end of the night, and his he just he was covered in blood. And it was just like, yeah. bro, you should, you should have got out. Um, yeah, we could have put you in a wheelchair. We'd have wheeled you around. It would have been fine. Yeah, would have been hilarious. In fact, I would have preferred that option. <laughs> yeah, it would have been yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, we could have put him like vodka on an IV or something. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because the stereotype, people probably click on this show, hear us speaking, and they're like, oh, what's this? Dickhead Brits. I bet they've got weird teeth. No, our teeth are fine. Mm. Toes, however, fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> we have some seriously fucked up toes over here in the UK. Mine aren't looking good at the moment either, you know, so it's it's three for three <laughs> on the, the QRP. Because it's trench foot. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all damp houses of fucking rain. Yeah. God um, damn it. But um, yeah, yeah, no. And uh, yeah, brain, regular brain is just all all house move you know uh hoping hoping to get the keys on wednesday that is the confirmed completion date now we actually have that confirmed so at some point on on wednesday we will be picking up those keys hopefully nice and early um and yeah so that's it's just full speed ahead with that you know packing up everything and making sure we can take what we need for like one night because we're going up on that wednesday um and then we're going to like spend the night there and sort of rough it out on like a mattress on the floor sort of thing. And then the next day we've got the movers turning up with all of our stuff in the boxes. Um, so we just got to take like a handful of things. Um, but yeah, no, that's obviously very exciting. Very exciting time. Um, and... Thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, obviously right. actually, I'll, I need to send you some video. I have some videos of like a video tour of the house. I need to send you those. Um, yeah i've been wanting to see that yeah yeah so I, keep, I keep forgetting they're on telly so I'll, I'll get her to send it over and then i'll ping over to you um but yeah and um game brain has been um relatively active i've been on a few times this week i've managed to scratch on a few times um over the week i have been playing some halo uh i started and finished um the spirit of the north 
no, yeah, Spirit of the North um, Enhanced Edition that came out to Games Pass. It's interesting, it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite a short game. It's only, like, it's only like five hours or something. Um, so, yeah, because I think that got dropped. If I'm not mistaken, I think that got the Enhanced Edition got dropped into Games Pass as we got the trailer for the new one at the Game Awards, I think. I think you're right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was fine. It's kind of my review of it. I don't think it was incredible. It was, I don't know, some some of the puzzles were quite fun and quite like, oh, yeah. But then a lot of it was quite um, basic, um, just a lot of scenery, um, nice music and running around. And, you know, it's, it's one of those sort of games. It, it goes more for its atmosphere um, than, than anything else. But I give it like a solid seven. What's that about? Because you, you, you've done that a couple of times this year while we're talking about the year in review where like you'll go off to play a game and you'll be like, you'll see it through to the end and then you'll just be like, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like Atomic Cars are that comes to mind. Like you're yeah. like seeing through these games that you're not particularly enthusiastic. Is there something about them that makes you just want to finish them or is it just they're easy to play? Uh, or like, what is it? They're easy to play and Atomic Heart always, for me, although, yeah, when I finished it, I probably still gave it around that seven, seven and a half mark, um, which is still a good game. By, by no means is that a you know, bad game. But like, um, I think for me, for sure. it just scratched that Bioshock Infinite itch. Um, so that's why I saw that through to the end. Um, because I love Bioshock Infinite and I was kind of vibing for something of that sort of style uh, around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it did go on a little bit too long. I have to admit, the last couple hours of Atomic Heart, or few hours, I was really debating of whether or not I just wanted to put down the controller and just leave it where I left it. But I thought two, three hours. I think at one point I literally looked it up online and I was like, okay, I'm two chapters from the end. I can just stomach this and, and go to credits. But yeah. it did go on a little bit yeah. too long. Um, and uh, yeah, I do sometimes do that. Um, but uh, I picked Spirit of the North mainly because it was just, I don't know, quite an easy, cozy game. It was very wintry as well. And I thought it might be quite nice to play that in December. Um, yeah, it's decent. Um, and yeah, Halo's good as ever. And that's basically been my game brain next week. Lovely. Delightful. What about you? What have I done? What have I done? I'm trying to think if it's just what I think it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Also Halo. Also still Halo. I've really got the bug at, at the moment. Don't know what it is. There's just enough. Like I'm always going for something, you know? Mm-hmm. That about four on four different occasions I thought I was about to level up to platinum on like account level from, from gold. And four different times I've leveled up like, yes, I've finally done it. And then it just ticks to like, you know, Colonel Gold, <laughs> Lieutenant, you know, Brigadier Gold. I'm like, how many fucking ranks are I thought I want to go to Platinum. So what, how um, many tiers are there? If you're trying to finish Platinum, what's, because I know it's 500 to get Chief. So what's Platinum? Is Platinum like 300 or essentially? Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know it. it I don't even know how it works in numbers. I just know, yeah, there's like, Chris Woods, like five ranks within each color, maybe. So there's like uh, bronze, and then there's like five ranks within that. But that might be wrong. I might be I wrong about that. Might be like more than five. More. I feel like there's like ten. I feel like I've leveled up quite a lot. Maybe one. Um, I seem to remember everyone saying that Chief was essentially account level five hundred, though. I, I don't know why. 
makes sense. It, like yeah, I don't yeah, know what sense. that means in terms of the actual platinum, yeah, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, whatever. But um, I seem to recall the number five hundred somewhere. I don't know. Well, I think it's I think it's bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, onyx, hero. Heroes the rank you get the chief set. And I don't know if Hero has its own set of ranks within it or if you just get to that at the end of of mm. Onyx. So mm. yeah. I don't know. Um so that's still been going, hasn't it? We've been playing that when your internet's been allowing. Um mm-hmm. trying to think if there's been anything different there. Oh, the the networking server has been up, uh, testing their new networking model uh, in a squad battle. Um, which the community seems pretty pleased with for the most part, seems like a net positive. Uh, it, they're testing it out, so you know there are still some kinks here and there. There is some weirdness here and there, but overall the community seems pretty happy with that. And I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, are they, you know, finally fixing the network? You know, the desync or whatever?" Um, I'll have to give it a go. Which I've got to admit, like I've never, I don't know. Like I can feel it at times when it's really bad. Like if I've got high ping, but that's just high ping. Like that's just yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I, I I I can kind of see what some people are saying sometimes, but some people are like, God, it's so game breaking for me that I can't play. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's just wherever you live. Maybe it's region dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I don't know. It just I, it never feels that bad to me. I think it's also the level of competitiveness you play as well. Like I don't know if these a lot of these people play ranked or they just really like to win and sweat it out quite hard in their in their quick plays and stuff like that but i think people who play that hard they notice the small things a lot more than us i mean we still play to win and stuff like that but yeah i don't think we're quite as intense um and i think yeah i i i'm, I'm in the same camp as you where i've never been absolutely outraged by it um to the point i'm on reddit or twitter or really just just genuinely gamer raging um i've maybe had a handful yeah. of experiences you know where it's happened and i'm like that was weird and i'm like oh i've respawned again now anyway so i forgot about it yeah 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 like d- dying around a corner like it like it does happen every now and again where i'm like hmm, that was a bit much come on but no more than like any other shooter in my opinion like since I've played other shooters like it it still happens in those other games as well it's just in Halo's an arena shooter so you die a lot so you're more likely to come across a time where you feel a bit cheated but you know it is what it is Um, either way as I've said every week they're moving at a really fast pace um, with all their updates and stuff so that's great Um, and they've even got one more update coming out before the end of the year before the end of the year Um, on Tuesday they've got the winter update which is coming with another free you know 20 uh, 20 level uh past um and i'm really hoping i mean i don't know but there's like a bit of speculation i'm really hoping that they figured out how to just get some snow onto the maps if they can do something dynamic with it that would be great but even if everything yeah if there's just a snowy playlist that would be great like i feel like they have all of the ingredients to make that happen in the game with forge and that really should have been happening sooner but now I just hope we see that more seasonally this year. Like other games do that. Like, you know, make it spooky for Halloween. Make it snowy for Christmas. Make it fucking shiny for Easter. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. Um, it's all right. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I saw something rumored or at least someone created it in Forge or something where they covered like the uh, yeah. live fire in snow and there were snowmen around and stuff yeah. like that. And it built up over the over the duration yeah exactly yeah so yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if something's gonna come our way for that and i think that would be quite cool 
um yeah i just think a lot of things like that just those small things just go a long way um for for gamers you know i've I've whipped on my little christmas skins for like my guns and stuff like that it's just li- li- little things are just quite nice um and i had a look at that 20 tier pass they're bringing out on tuesday and it actually looks pretty decent there's some pretty cool stuff in there there's a cool green yeah. and red shader that actually it looks it's christmasy enough that you're just like yeah i can see why it's christmasy but then it i it just looks good enough that you would wear it just as a shader as well it's not just like really painfully christmasy um it's like a it looks pretty cool actually and there's there's some pretty nice stuff yeah it doesn't look like christmas vomit or like a gimmick yeah exactly i mean there is some stuff like that yeah there's like a shader that turns your shoulders that you get in the past are like candy canes and you got little presents on you and stuff like that like there is that (laughs) but then the other one's a bit more low-key um so i think they're catering to a little bit of everything and the helmet at the end looks pretty cool actually i quite like the helmet so yeah yeah cool nice cracking stuff so there's been halo infinite as there has been um for a little bit now um and also i dipped my toes well, I finished. I spoke last week. I finished Prey, Moon Crash, and I dipped my toes back into Starfield because I wanted to complete the Crimson Fleet um, faction quest line. And I was really, I, ju- I just kind of, I, I felt finished when I put the game down before I finished the, I got to New Game 2 and I finished the UC faction quest. And I was like, that was great. That was really great. I'm happy to just put the game down now. And that was like, 120 hours in or something so i picked it back up and i thought i'll do this um i had a really good time i can see why people like that one a lot um i I don't think it's as good as i think the uc is still the best faction quest but i would say the crimson fleet one is is second best it's really cool it's really dynamic um some really cool stuff happens in it um get some really cool stuff goes some cool places um yeah i liked it a lot um and then i went to I went into new game, new game three, because I just wanted to see if I could get one of these different new game things, mm-hmm. and I and I did, which is great. Um, I, I still think they fucked up a bit, making that like a bit of a low. Like, because when, when I was I was looking online, and people seem to think there's a sort of like a fifteen to twenty percent chance you get something different happen in one of your new game runs, yeah. and I was yeah. like, it feels a bit low. It feels like that should happen each time, but when i did this run with the crimson fleet i just went completely chaotic i just fucking killed everyone i didn't give a shit everyone was so mad at me like i literally ended the game with the universe <laughs> wanting me dead nice. um so and i don't know if this new game was a reaction to that like i don't know if the game had like you know prompted it to react differently but either way something cool has happened when i've started the game and gone into the lodge um so i kind of want to see that through now and i just want to see what happens um so yeah that's been fun uh but man, Starfield is hard to talk about these days. It's it's it's, uh, it's pretty rough out there like... for Starfield. <laughs> yeah, it it's looking too hot. Um, yeah, safe to say that game had a bit of a honeymoon period, and that everyone uh, very much enjoys shitting on it. Um, yeah, so interesting. I mean, the thing is, really, I think it's just mostly a vocal minority thing. Um, that's obviously not to say there aren't people who have legitimate grievances. Even I, you know, I do as well. I, I don't think the game's perfect. I think I'm probably settling on about an 8.5 in that range. Um, 
but I've had a great time with it. You know, the game has sold well. It still got into the top 10 most sold games of the year and it's on Game Pass. Like the game was a hit, like no matter how you try and twist it, the game settled, you know, it had like 200 reviews and settled on an 85 on Open Critic. Like, yeah, there's maybe, I understand that there are a lot of people who didn't quite gel with it, but like it, it's been a hit, man. Um, like it's still in the top 15 on Xbox Most Played. You know, it's... Uh, mm. And we're three months down the line. There isn't a single other single player game that's had that sticking power. Um, yeah. Like things like Alan Wake 2 didn't even get that. Baldur's Gate, is, Baldur's Gate is just above it. And it's just come out. You know, I, I understand these aren't as mass appeal as Starfield, but that's kind of my point that a lot of this vocal um, vocalization of the negativity around Starfield isn't really representative of, I don't think, most of the players that are, are still playing it and enjoying it. Again, yeah. not to take away from the fact that some people, it hasn't clicked with everyone, you know. Me. I am one of those people. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a bit of a shame. It's just a bit of a shame that it's, it's like the thing at the moment to shit on. There always has to be a thing to shit on. And mm. it's... Uh, and it's Starfield, like PC Gamer will not stop writing out articles about it. Every day, they wake up, they pour their coffee, they crawl into work, and they say, they're like shriveled up alien people, and they say, oh, you're gonna write a bad Starfield article. <laughs> Basically, yeah. They're all in a meeting, and then discussing they which one to one go out. through today. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit, you know, it's whatever. It's the internet. It's just a bit like, for God's sake, guys, I think you might be you might be going a bit overkill here. Um, mm -hmm. So that's been me. Yep, hello and Starfall pretty much. I'm ready to move on to, when I'm done with this and I'm done with seeing this through, I'm going to move on to Resident Evil. Nice. Four remake. I was going to suggest either that or Midnight Decided. Sun. So I'm happy. Yeah. Do Resi. Yeah, I've put my flag in, in that. Um, I never played a Resident Evil game, and I'm I'm very excited to play that. So you also um, have two and three, by the way. Period. I know that. I, yes. I, I go for Resi Four though; it's the best one. But I I bought the the pack that came with two and three for like a tenner, like way back when. So you also do have those, and two is very good. Two is really good. Are they both the co-op ones, or is it just two? What? No, neither of them are co-op. Uh, have I made a mistake? They're all single player. Which one? Which one's the co-op one? Co-op is five, <laughs> which is rumored to be the next remake five. that they're doing. Oh right. So yeah. we could play that one co-op, which could be kind of fire. So get your Resident Evil up to scratch, and then we could play that one co-op. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. And. Um... You know what? I'm just curious. Before we move away from like the kind of what we've been playing segment, I just thought I'd ask you, with me like nattering on about Starfield all the time, like what are your, where are you at now with someone who like didn't click with it, gave it a go, who's kind of sat on the sidelines and listened to me, you know, chat about it for a while, and obviously given that it's obviously a big Xbox title for this year, like how are you kind of feeling about that now? I feel like maybe I just want to make sure I'm not drowning you out by by saying no. that, that I like it. Obviously, I recognise the the what everyone else is saying but how do you feel no not at all no i don't mind hearing about it um whether it's positive or negative um you know i watch a a pretty healthy amount of videos on on starfield like genuinely i think i've watched like one or two over the last like week um 
and yeah, I don't mind hearing you talk about it. You know, sometimes it kind of it keeps it keeps it installed for me. Um, you know, when I hear the good things you have to say about it, and what other people have to say about it as well. Um, so yeah, it's still there. It's still installed on my console, but um, yeah, I I don't know. There, there's there's a part of me that does want to go back to it and give it a go, but then there's a part of me that just when I did and I did try and give it another go, it's just it's just too just disjointed for me a little bit. Like I I just want mm-hmm. it to be. It's too it's too choppy. It's too um, there's a lot of stopping and starting. Yeah, I just can't. It doesn't seem fluid at all for me, and it, it's just a bit too jarring. Um, and yeah, I think that's just, I think genuinely that's just made it not click with me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to give it a go. And I definitely feel like it's the sort of game at some point I will play through to completion. There's going to be some sort of spark that I'm just like, I'm going to give this a go and I will click with it eventually. It's a Bethesda game at the end of the day. And I do enjoy that formula. I, 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 I've enjoyed every single Bethesda game um, for a very long time. So it will get there, I think, but my aspirations to play it aren't too high at the moment. Um, there's a part of me that moving mm. into the new house, I don't have internet yet, I'm like, I could give this another go. But then there's a part of me that's just like, I could also just play Hellblade and a couple others on my on my list and just get, get those done. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how we do. But no, I'm, I'm definitely not fatigued hearing about it. Um, and at some point... I'm sure I'll I'll revisit Starfield, but yeah, it's uh... mm. okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, like, all of the negativity online hasn't like necessarily soured you on it. It's just kind of maybe validated how you how you already felt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's made yeah. the game look any worse in my eyes. It's just like it's more just like, oh hey, other people also feel the same as me and haven't quite clicked with it, mm-hmm. sort of thing. No, I I wouldn't say the game's gone down in my in my um in my estimations of it or anything like that. No, not at all. Hmm, interesting. I I will say when I, when I revisited it this time, um, because it's been a couple of months since I last played. Now, like the the one thing that I was like, this this is bothering me, <laughs> was the whole the the style of the Bethesda. You talk to someone, and now you're sat and you're locked there, and you just have to listen. Yeah. Like that really that really got to me this time because in the Crimson Fleet faction, there's there's like quite a lot of talking and going back and forth. Um. And that kind of stressed me out. This I was like, I don't know why. I agree, there is parts of the game that feel antiquated. I don't feel like that's always bad. I feel like some of it is, and this is one of those things where I particularly felt it this time. Where I was like, why do I have to be locked here and just do this with one hand? Like I could literally flick the options and do it with, with one hand. Like I wish I could just walk around if I wanted to in third person and like interact with the environment and then and then talk as well. You know, it just um, that particularly bothered me this time around. So <laughs> yeah, I just I remember feeling that yesterday and thinking. I want, to, I want to say that on the show tomorrow, but yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting thing. There definitely can be that, and I, I felt that as well in my in my playthrough. Well, my 10, 15 hours I put in it. There are sometimes I am just locked into a conversation, and I really do not give a shit about this person, and it's just like <laughs> I I, I, I yeah. genuinely just skip the dialogue. Like, and then there are some conversations where I feel quite engaged in, and I'm just, just like, I want to pick my answer properly here, and. You know, based on the conversation, I want to persuade you a certain way yeah. from the characteristics I've picked up on you and stuff like that. 
But yeah, there are some. It just doesn't. The formula doesn't work the the entire time. I don't. You know, some NPCs you, you yeah, just aren't yeah. going to care about, and I don't think that's yeah bad game design ne- necessarily because there are shit side quests and shit NPCs in every single RPG. Like even if you go into The Witcher and play it, you're not going to give a shit about every single person you speak to in The Witcher. You know, some people you are going to skip through their dialogue as well. But um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So that there is. Like for every bad thing I found like that, there was also a really cool thing. Like I was remember I was doing this mission and I pick locked, as you know, I'm like this pick locking like cyberneticist guy. That that's like the thing I'm role playing, like into robotics and ships and stuff. Um and I went into this room and I found that this guy had loads of armor. Um from the uc and then it turned out the guy that i went to talk to him later and it opened up a dialogue option to basically out him as being undercover mm-hmm. um because i discovered the, the stuff in his room which i wouldn't have done otherwise if i hadn't went and gone into pickpocketing and, and just explored that a little bit so there are just things like that where it's like That's this cool. is all intact the bethesda stuff is really intact and that stuff really still works well um and then there's other stuff where it's like this does feel a bit antiquated it's not horrible but it's like man i'm locked in and now i'm leaving the room and i've got like a three second loading screen and now i'm going to my ship and i'm flying out like i totally get it like i totally get it and it's why i don't think it's like it reaches the upper echelons of um of not even just bethesda games just triple a games in general i do think it's very good and very enjoyable you know i will put my mark in it. i had a really good time i've played it but coming up to six days <laughs> it's still very good um mm. and very engrossing once you get going with it but i definitely can understand that disjointed feeling i totally get it yeah. um it's no hi-fi rush you know no just, yeah exactly yeah that. i mean the, yeah <laughs> the, the biggest thing of what triggered me is just it was just go here talk to someone for 10 minutes and then leave that room to a loading screen to then leave the area to a loading screen to then leave go into your ship for a loading screen to then take off to have a cutscene you can't skip to then fast travel to a planet that you can't skip the loading screen and then you talk to another and it's just like man i've just gone through 30 minutes of doing nothing and i spoke to like one person and it's taken me 30 minutes yeah like did like yeah yeah whoa it, it was like genuinely getting me annoyed and i was playing it and even tilly was just like you look really tense like what's wrong and i'm just like i haven't done anything <laughs> and it's been like half an hour <laughs> So it's yeah, just kind of got to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you, it is funny because you learn like um because you can like fast travel straight out of the menu. So there are times where I'm like, I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> I'm just going from place to place. Um, yeah, yeah. But then there are other that. times where I'm like, I'm gonna walk back to my ship and I'm gonna scan and see what's in the distance. It's like actually, I don't want to go and talk to another person. I'm just gonna go to some bumfuck planet. And I'm just going to see what's going on there. The other day, uh, just yesterday, actually, I landed on a planet and I saw these giant spiders, Tim, on this planet. Giant, Lovely. and they've got like big hot air balloons, like, thoraxes, like big asses. Yeah, I did. I fucking pulled out my, my grenade launcher and I said, this is for Tim. And I fucking nuked nice. them all. And they were high levels as well. I did it just for you. Yeah, and I have this freeze um, magic as well. So I fucking froze them, <laughs> slowed down time, and then just launched a load of... Uh, and then I just watched, you know, spider bits fly off around in the explosions. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. Nice. Um, yeah. So, man, I, I hope the game manages to turn around reputation because it, it's like, it's one of those things. It, it was like kind of like Halo for a bit, you know, when it's just like, like, don't you need to be... 
I don't know, like, it's just like the impression you could get from some of the articles and some of the chatter about Halo is that it was like an Anthem 2.0. And, and it's kind of the same thing here. It's like, we can, I think we can wind it in a bit, guys. Like, people are enjoying the game. Yeah. Yes, it has, it has flaws. Yes, it does. Yeah. But this ain't, this ain't like a golem. No, <laughs> like, it's not. It's, 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 still a, it's still a very good functioning game. Like, there's no need for it to be in the headlines so consistently. Um, just because, yeah. yeah, it has a few too many loading screens, or uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. It's I haven't clicked with it, but by no means do I think it kind of deserves the negative press it's getting at the moment. It's a bit much. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit much. All right. Well, that was our seventeenth Starfield discussion. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed. Um, as we're before we move into sort of the main stuff of today, there was just a quick honourable mention I wanted to touch on. It seemed like a good segue, segue coming out of Bethesda. Um, so the full the Fallout 4 next-gen update uh, got pushed back to 2024. I don't know if you saw that. Um, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. They haven't given a date. They haven't given a date, but that's happening. And that's obviously coming to all platforms that have Fallout. Um, not just to Xbox. So it's going to be a, a next-gen update. I, I would do wonder how that looks and also i do wonder if that's like a testing bed for like next gen updates or some of the remakes or remasters we've heard about for you know like fallout 3 or oblivion etc uh, etc et could be um, yeah any interest in that any interest in a fallout next gen update uh fallout there's 4? a little bit of interest yeah i mean i played four a couple times and it's a good game i might come back i don't know it depends if i'm in that sort of bethesda arena but I feel like if I am, I'm going to give Starfield another go um, if I'm in that sort of headspace. Mm. Um, but so for me, no, I'm not crazy about it, but it's still it's still neat. You know, um, I would have liked it, to be honest, like I know this probably won't happen because of the type of game it is. But if they gave 76 a bit of an overhaul and improved its graphics and stuff like that, like, mm. like I've almost messaged you a couple of times over the last week or two to be like 76 like it look it's in a pretty decent state at the moment like there's there's a crazy I would, to do i'd be down yeah like it doesn't it seems decent i'd be down um the only thing for me is it still is quite ugly <laughs> and it still is a little bit jack <laughs> yeah, so <that's> like <laughs> yeah so and it still is buggy from what i hear but just not nearly as bad but like yeah, like if if they came out and be like, yeah, we're gonna give this a bit of an engine overhaul and this is gonna look nicer and perform better, I'd be like, no, that's fire. But obviously, I can't understand. I understand they can't do that with the fact that it's MMO, it's online. I, I think it kind of just is its own thing. It's not as easy to upgrade an engine for that than it is a single player experience like they're doing. So, um, but yeah, no, there's um. Yeah, I've actually got Fallout 76 actually in my queue to install. Um, obviously, it takes a while for my internet connection, but... Um, Let's fucking do it, man. Yeah? You want to give it a go? Let's do it. I want to give it yeah, a go. Man. I yeah. like Fallout. Yeah. Fuck. If it, if it makes you feel any better, I do think Fallout 76 has had an X-Gen update. Chat can correct me. Anyone can correct me. Um, I think if I've had... I'm just going to Google scale-ups. Or has it had... Uh, is it... Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I just uh, yeah, so you're right. I don't think it's had like a a re you know a full yeah. rework, but it's like just off, just from a quick Google in June this year, it uh, can run 60 frames natively at 4K on the Xbox Series X. Um, 
with some other quality settings uh, gone up, lighting increase as well. So it does seem like it's been optimized, I guess, maybe is the better word to use for, yeah. for next-gen consoles. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, like you, I love the Fallout world and universe, you know. I'm happy to see this get... Um, get a bit of a remake treatment and i do agree with you i think it might actually just lay the bed for you know testing this for others you know um like um yeah oblivion and everything although i think i thought oblivion was rumored to get more than that i mean no one knows they're keeping that we just don't know yeah they're keeping their cards quite close to their chest with that one but um yeah it'd definitely be interesting um can't wait to have that zoom in on oblivion faces again really close looked at yeah. you and just went fucking all the way in it was great <laughs> yeah. like, up their nose it was yeah. like everyone was dramatic uh, chipmunk in that game it was great <laughs> yeah uh, and of course the other wrinkle to this that we forgot is that I imagine it's going to release within the month of the Fallout TV series uh, launching yeah. bank in which comes out April april 12th um so if that's good you know we could see a genuine um uplift in play account of fallout 4 this stuff happens you know we saw we've seen it happen with the witcher we've seen it happen with uh uh league of legends cyberpunk and i'm sure there's more examples but like mm. when the show is good it uplifts the other media which that's... is why halo infinite's player account did not go up at all <laughs> when the show season two mate they're gonna redeem themselves it might have even made it go down (laughs) yeah such a shame such a rip yeah Um, great okay cool so that's fallout so um we did say at the beginning of the the top of the show today we're gonna go through our games of the year um i asked caden to send in his stuff he said he was going to but then he didn't caden if you're listening which i'm sure you aren't fuck you dude <laughs> i literally i turned like, while this conversation was going on i turned to Tilly and i was like yeah he's not sending those over <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> did you see the emoji i i replied to his comment with i said the, the finger pointing at him <laughs> yeah he totally was not doing <laughs> like it. you yeah fucking right such a bastard i mean it would just be a list of fighting games anyway let's face it mm. yeah basically yeah yeah you'd be like It'd be like my favorite game uh, was uh, Street Fighter, and uh, it was Mortal Kombat, and uh, I quite liked the What's Killer Instinct Anniversary Edition. It's Caden joined the call. Uh, quite, Tech, I'm are you quite excited for Tekken in 2024. <laughs> Tech, I think Caden just joined the call and just dropped all of his was, games. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I, I just kicked him. No, I just kicked him. Yeah, it's oh, fine. Okay, I've got his. Nice. Yeah, he said his piece. Oh, that was weird. Should put it on private. That um, was weird. But yeah. <laughs> So how? What's the format we're doing this? Because I I've got the list up oh. in front of me from True Achievements, but are we doing like a are we doing like a top five and then the overall top, or are we doing like a what's going on here? I say I say we loosey goosey. I've done it in the format like that I had in my head just on the notes. Uh, if you have a look on like page three, no two two. Okay, um, yeah. I've got I've got my 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 games that made the list. Okay. I've got. I made a little honorable mentions list, um, okay. and then I put biggest disappointment. Um, so sure. I don't know. Should we? Should we like alternate? Uh, I don't know. I think that'll be a bit annoying. 
That might be a bit annoying. No, let's just let's just do our lists. Yeah, yeah. So you you, you can our first you can list, do and then maybe honorable mentions, and then disappointment. Okay. So already spoken about it, but Starfield does make the cut. It just makes the cut. Um, mm. It was close. I was tempted. I almost pushed it down to honorable mentions, but I think I played it for so long, and when it came out, like I was really engrossed. Um, there was a honeymoon period that fell off a little bit, but. Overall, I really did have a good time with that game. Um, I think some a lot of the stuff they've done is really impressive. It's still a Bethesda game. I still don't think in all of the mixed conversation that kind of uh, goes on around it, I don't think a lot of people appreciate that really nobody else quite makes an RPG like Bethesda does. Nobody else makes these games where you can pick up everything on the side. Everything is kind of labeled and there's all of this density in the environment and the objects. Like nobody quite does it like that. And like the set in this, Starfield even went a bit more systemic in terms of how everything works. Um, Not just with the skills, but like, you know, well, now there's lightning and it can strike a barrel and it can blow that up or it could strike an alien and it makes it frenzied and it makes that attack you or you can pick up a barrel and you can throw the barrel and now it's low grav and the barrel floats away and you can just there is stuff like that it's not quite as much as an immersive sim but it is a bit more systemic um mm. so we've had loads of conversations about this we've already spoken about it today but it, it does make the cut for me i really enjoyed it you know in, in numerical score it, it's it's probably around an 8.5 maybe a nine but this big Bethesda new, uh, new IP ultimately did hit for me. It makes the cut. Mm. Just. Yeah. It was very close to slipping because there are flaws with the game. There are things I think they made a mistake with. There are things I don't think they were clear enough about. Um, the readability issues are there. Um, so that's that. Sticking with Xbox, and Tim, you can chip in on this as well, maybe, if it, if it made your list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi yeah. Rush uh, is my favorite game of the year. <gasps> Hi-Fi Rush gets the, gets the deck QRP stamp game of the year. Um, that game is somewhere between... An, I, th- I think I gave it a 9.5. Um, I've gushed about Hi-Fi Rush on the show before, but like if you're hearing me talk about it for the first time, like, oh man, go play that game. It's a, it's a rhythm game. It's got this gorgeous like anime style. It's mm-hmm. like the writing is really witty and funny. Like the cast of characters is simple, but, um, but effective. It's got a couple of twists throughout and it's just so fun to play. Like the game gets you in flow state from like second one it like bumps and the whole world like reacts around you you know it it won game of the year for audio design you know Mm -hmm. um your moves always sync up to the beat regardless if you're if you're good at rhythm games or not so you'll always feel like you're in flow state it's just you do more if you're timing your button hits at the right time there's even like a good amount of depth to it like i had on memory and i think i even do still remember some of them like right now because i had them burnt into my brain like different button combos will do different things and like heavy attacks were two beats and light attacks were one beat so you'd have like ba 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 or ba 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 you know like so you'd be hitting different speeds and things like that to do different combos that would do like aoe attacks single damage uh uh aerial combos just so fucking good man it's great uh pacing was great about 15 hours long there was this whole end game thing that unlocked afterwards um with like loads of customization 
Uh, I just, it was such a surprise for me. I've never played a Tango Gameworks game. I haven't played uh, Evil Within. Um, so it was just, it just came out of nowhere. The shadow drop made it all the more exciting, you know, straight into Game Pass. I just really, really loved everything about that game. Um, I thought it was so, so good. Uh, I'll probably replay it again one day, but it came at a really nice time for me when Fox was, I can't, you know, I think he was uh, a month and a half old. Um, and I'd play it whenever he went to, whenever he was asleep, and I'd just be bouncing on my pillow, like trying to keep myself awake, <laughs> playing this rhythm game. Mm. Um, I, I I really really love Hi-Fi Rush. It's it's one of be one of my favorite games, even this generation so far. Um, I just really love that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know if it did it did it make your list at all while we're on. If we're uh, oh yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it made my list of um yeah top top five top six. Um, however many I've just wrote down, but yeah, no, it's definitely in there. All, all, all for the same reasons. Um, yeah, just just phenomenal game. I I don't really have much bad to to say about it to be honest. Um, uh, the only thing what that annoyed me were some of the fights, especially the one with uh, that you did with Corsica or whatever her name was. You fucked it up. You mm-hmm. just went straight back to the beginning and had to do it all from stage one again. You know the whole like timing and doing all that uh, that triggered me a little bit, but. Like ge- genuinely, I don't really have a bad thing to say about it. Yeah, it was just spot on. Yeah, yeah. It's quite funny, isn't it? Because I think um, when I think about Hyper Rush, I think that's a really like accessible rhythm game. But there are like definitely some parts of the game where there are like skill checks. <laughs> there yeah. are some parts of the game where it's like you better get good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's not maybe as accessible as I think it is. Like I'm by no means musically inclined, but I played the drums a lot when I was younger. So like, I'm okay with beats. Like I'm generally okay with them. Mm. Um. But if you're, even if you're just okay with beats and not good, there are going to be points in that game that you're going to struggle. And I could see that getting a bit frustrating if you kept getting thrown back Um. to do it. So yeah, yeah. but it's such a wonderful game. Such a wonderful game. Mm. Uh, Tim, I've been talking for a bit. Why don't I throw it to you and you you give me one of yours? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, all right, yeah. So one of mine. Um, we'll go with Midnight Suns. I played Midnight Suns this year. Um, it was actually Hell my, yeah. I think it was actually my second uh top played game actually at like fifty five hours or something like that. I haven't actually done a crazy amount of gaming this year. Shock horror. Um, it's been a lot going on for me, but um. Yeah, Mid- Midnight Suns was really, really good. Um, love this type of game. Um, you know, these turn-based tactical games. And I love the fact that they mashed it with like a card draw system and a card sort of system for all the characters. Cool. Um, I thought it was really cool that each character had their own um, abilities and passives that they bring to the team, which were actually kind of suited their personalities as well um like captain america i remember was all about like team play and uh, like he took aggro and stuff like that um from the from the enemies while iron man's was like quite selfish um and the fact that he could draw more of his own cards mm. you know to do more damage and stuff like that and these all you got these by interacting with them in in the abbey which is where you talk to these people um, so you you felt like you actually build these relationships and it's not just a number that goes up. You actually unlock things that affect gameplay and genuinely like improve gameplay. And they were like huge buffs. Like they were like, once you got to like friendship level yeah. like five with them or something like that, it was like a really big buff that you were like, okay, well, I'm going to take this guy on the, um, on the roster with me for ages, you know? Um, 
and it was just really cool just a crap ton of cards and abilities and combinations mm. and story was good um and uh yeah i genuinely i don't have too much bad to say about it um, yeah you love that game yeah it was mm. i i had a really really good time with that game um i completed it actually pretty quick considering i'd done 55 hours into it as well you know i was playing it pretty consistently yeah 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 um yeah great game definitely definitely hits definitely gets in my top five of the year I was thinking, just a very quick tangent. I was thinking the other day because I like I love XCOM style games. Um, so I've been I've been quite excited to play that. I'm going to get around to it at some point. Um, as you know, I'm a bit like burnt out with Marvel, but not that burnt out that I wouldn't play something like this. Um, but I was thinking, like, man, because there, there was a couple of rumors the other week about like a possible Halo Wars three from um, hmm. whoever the fuck made it. Certain Affinity, maybe Certain Affinity. I can't remember. Um, and I was like, man, I how cool would it be if they made a halo wars 3 not in the rts style but in the xcom style that would be, be so, so cool but well, you've got like different spartans yeah like yeah. kind of like XCOM, but you've got your different spartans and they different specialized you know like you've got your george and you've got your emil who's like goes yeah, camo and they could use all the same sound bites like gears did with gears tactics where it's like the, it's the same mm. noises uh it, i just think that would be that'd be wicked that'd be epic like genuinely like i would I would pre-order vehicles that. as well. I don't pre-order games often. That'd be great. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah, that would be actually sick if if they did something like that. I'd be well, much more yeah. on board with that than the uh, Halo. 2. Like I played Halo Wars two a little a little bit, and I feel like I could have I could have played it more. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoy the. I guess they're both considered RTSs. No, no, they're not. No. I think I think you are right. Um, I don't know if an XCOM is considered an RTS. I don't know actually. It's not real time, is it? It's turn based. Yeah. yeah, it's like turn based strategy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Ju- I think it just falls under strategy. Yeah, it, like strategy is a category. I think it just falls under strategy rather than um, real time strategy. Um, what, what does Wiki say XCOM is? Let's find out. Pretty sure it just says strategy. Uh... Genres, strategy, turn-based tactics, real-time tactics, third-person shooter, space flight simulator. Yeah, don't know about that. Um, yeah, strategy, turn-based tactics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that would be epic for Halo, Halo Wars 3, for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Great. Um, so, Midnight Suns. Uh, shall, we do, uh, shall we do Remnant? I can see that on both of our lists yeah. for the year. Uh wonderful wonderful game mm. uh stepped up everything they did from remnant one remnant from the ashes uh and obviously it's on game pass right now you know so if you're interested in what we're talking about it's like a third person shooter uh often referred to as like a third person shooter souls like um the shooting is really solid the gameplay loop is really good and they've got this really nice approach to kind of looting that's kind of it is a bit soulsian in the sense mm. that things are hidden in the world and you go and find it rather than people drop shit you yeah. know it's kind of like the the other end of the continuum to like something like a lewis shooter like like borderlands uh, loads of puzzles puzzles within puzzles man some of the shit you find in this game is just crazy yeah. like you, you'll go and do some like six step secret to get into a room and then in that room you accidentally roll into an invisible wall and then you go into the ceiling and in that ceiling there's like a clock and you've got to match the clock to like with your clock the, in, the time of in day in australia yeah. <laughs> yeah shit like that um story's a bit throwaway that's fine um 
it's other than that just a really great action game some of the environments look really nice the co-op works really nicely and even the just the structure and the architecture of the game like it's this thing where you have a you have a world um, and it gets rolled the second you create it and so there's like a procedural element and the procedural elements like stitch together big tiles of maps so there's there's often stuff uh i'm sure there's still a lot of stuff that we even haven't seen in the oh, game nice. I mean, we've played it for, for a decent amount of time you know uh so th that system works it's even better here it's elevated from the first game just really impressive what that team managed to do what's it dark horse studios the team behind dark siders dark fuck what's it what are they called i always get the name wrong thq Gunf gunfire. gunfire games dark horse studios nice. <laughs> uh, gunfire games yeah yeah just really great i think this is a great ip um what have you got to say yeah no yeah basically just um just reiterating everything you said um i think it's just a real step up from the first one um in every way both in technical uh and feel um like they genuinely they stepped up their environmental game so hard in this like um like enemy design and the worlds themselves are just cranked up to 11 um compared to the first game and yeah the loot's great you know sometimes you might feel like you haven't found anything in a while you know it can be quite it can be fed to you quite slowly sometimes if you're not looking hard enough you know like i think if you're not earning the loot that you're not looking hard enough like i think that's it does come down to that as well um but when you do get something they're very unique and they're very um they're very gameplay changing the stuff you do find like the weapons and the and the armor and stuff like that so uh it's kind of worth the wait when you do get it like um you know it, mm. it, it genuinely makes you change up your build sort of thing um and yeah the the class systems in this game are just oh they're so oh, yeah. good man and and the fact that you can have like oh, two yeah. going at once and like like multi-class yeah like yeah. take the benefits of one into the other and be like oh this one works with this one and um and what you bring to the team uh you know you could just be like a support you know buffer uh slash you know the the, the rock you know essentially just staying alive and, and 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 keeping your team alive and then you have someone just solely for dps someone so it's just so many options it's kind of nuts um and yeah, the bosses are phenomenal as well. Like just ev everything is just cranked up to eleven. Um, I know that they've released both into Games Pass, as Deck just said, but I probably would like Remnant One is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but I would probably just recommend going straight to two, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, they're both phenomenal yeah. games, and if you do want to experience both, uh, then play both. But if you just have enough time to play one, uh, you know, you don't have enough time to do these sort of gaming too often i'd say just jump straight into two um but yeah phenomenal easily easily um a spot in like the top five of, of the year for me yeah super solid we didn't mention the bosses either bosses were another step up really enjoyed the boss fights but yeah apart from maybe one <laughs> one was a bit much but they know it. Uh, yeah, but no, like, generally lovely mental. yeah <laughs> yeah genuinely fucking mental that fight um it's like a <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're tripping out at like an EDM concert. Yeah, at one point. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, that's Remnant Two. Uh, Tim, I can see you've got. Well, I'll leave it to you. You, you, you give me one more. You do what you want to do next. <laughs> which, which, which one piqued your interest? 
<laughs> you had Jedi Fallen Order there. It just, yeah, I did. It just surprised me. Yeah. yeah. So Jedi Fallen Order is is a funny one because I technically started it in like last year. I was playing Otelli, but we finished it this year. We finished it at the beginning, like near the beginning of the year. Um, we probably got about halfway through, and then I played the the second half this year and finished it off. Um, and yeah, just a great game. Like the ending to that game genuinely gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Isn't it so the cool? Goosebumps, yeah. dude. Um, it was like the coolest so good. shit ever. So um, yeah, just a really, really, really solid game. Um, and I just, I just had a phenomenal time with it. I just thought they did a really good job at taking the Star Wars universe and just making a, a cool, unique experience with it. And I liked the fact that they kind of made it a Souls like and made it quite difficult as well. You know, it wasn't just like a hold your hand um sort of single player experience you know where they just take you down a, a hallway and then you hit cut scenes and that's where you get the enjoyment from um i like that they they went for the whole here's the map you know you're going to unlock shortcuts you're going to go here you're going to go there and then you're going to end up back there and everything links everything connects um and yeah the combat was just really cool uh, it did a fantastic job of just making you feel like a fucking jedi um and I love the duels in that game, the boss fights, when it was just like a one-on-one duel with like another Jedi or something, was just the coolest shit ever, man. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just had a really, really good time with it. <clears throat> and I'm pretty buzzed um, for Jedi Survivor and uh, 100% on my list to play um, beginning of next year. You know, I've just been waiting for that price drop. So, and it is in a price drop at the moment. So who knows? I think it's fifty uh, percent off at the moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, that 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 definitely um that definitely makes the list. I I remember that from the beginning of the year, and yeah, just had a really good time with it. Nice. Yeah, I loved that when I played that. Uh, it was really good. I'm also very excited to play the sequel. I I know it's going to come to Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate at some point in the future. So I'm just like trying to to hold out for that. Mm. Uh, yeah of a ea ea the vault or whatever it's called so um yeah that's that's a fun one to have there um okay i'll go next then i'm gonna go for cocoon um completed that a couple months back uh that is just the best uh indie game of the year in my opinion uh that game is so solid it's so pretty the soundtrack is great uh, the world is fun and mysterious. The puzzles are like so, so streamlined and the way it just performs that you're carrying around these worlds and then you dive into them and you dive into another one and that one and you dive into another one and that one. Like, it's just, it's mm. just chef's kiss. Like, I, I don't think I really have anything bad to say about Cocoon. Uh, it was a really lean game in terms of length, even though like, me and Caden kept having this joke that it took me ages to finish. <laughs> I just played in small chunks and was just was was busy. Uh, like I think that is like a ten out of ten game. Uh, Cocoon is was such an enjoyable puzzle game. One of the best puzzle games I've played in a long, long time. Uh, mm. Just fucking excellent. Yeah, you could see it a mile off as well, couldn't you? That that game was just going to be a fucking banger. Yeah. Like as soon as you got the trailer for it, you were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember we watched it because I think they announced it at the um, it was the showcase last year, I think, when you were at, you were at mine. Was yeah. it the live reaction one? I can't um... remember if it was the one we did the live reaction to on the channel. 
don't know it might have been i don't know but, but i remember you noting you seeing someone in the comments say like i don't think my brain is big enough for this <laughs> because the like yeah. the end montage was them jumping in in the different worlds and out of the different worlds and it's yeah. just that's one of the things that stuck with me from the reveal um, and they obviously they won best indie of the year um at at the game awards which was really well deserved it was just absolutely fantastic mm. definitely definitely um, okay you go you go next um okay cool uh yeah uh resi 4 is my next one um next in your list let's go um resi 4 <laughs> was just it was phenomenal. no spoilers um yeah okay um i think resi 4 was ju- was actually probably my favorite game of this year um if i had to put a number one on anything it, it was probably close between that and final fantasy 16 um but i think resi just takes it um it was just it's just a phenomenal action game like at no point do you feel like it's dragging or it's slowing down the pacing is just perfect whether or not you're doing combat or whether or not you're doing puzzles and if you're doing a puzzle you know it's not long before you're in your next combat sequence you know it's um they they dialed up the the action in this game a lot um, from Resi two and three. Uh, it definitely became a more action orientated um, game in the franchise. Uh, and yeah, it's just I just I don't really have a bad thing to say about it. Um, it's just really good. The atmosphere is great. It, it looks phenomenal. Like the engine is just just fantastic. It's such a nice looking game. Um, it plays great. It's just an improvement over Resi four in every single way. In 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 the in the terms of how it plays and feels and um yeah just a just a good story and just makes you feel like a badass um great game great game i can't really say too much in the depth of the story and everything like that but yeah good boss fights all all that jazz but yeah i don't want to spoil it for you but yeah a great game and you know probably wraps up in about 20 hours maybe under you know so like a good a good amount of time i think i spent like 24 hours with it or something um so not crazy mm-hmm. long uh not stupid short just a nice healthy length single player game um that's just paced really well fantastic that's great well i'm excited to play it uh, i know nothing about resident evil why is it evil where are they residents of well it's for you to find out man don't know what to, say. to find out i suppose yeah spooky stuff all right well i'll pop on next to um i'll do diablo 4 next um diablo 4 like starfield just makes the cut just makes the cut um but really like i don't think there was that much i think they executed pretty perfectly on everything they wanted to execute on mm-hmm. with diablo 4 the game launched really really well um gorgeous uh you know five solid classes um all of the progression systems felt really nice and really good the story was great the soundtrack was great um i I think the loot system was really nice uh and they even had like a nice end game in at day one um i was just i was really happy with how diablo 4 turned out i suspect i'm not done with it forever um i put it down i think after about 60 70 hours so like i got a good chunk of playtime out of it um on my druid 
I think they were a bit too stingy with some of the drops. There's no sort of like guaranteed way to get some of the higher drops that you needed to get, uh, which I, I played Druid, which was unfortunate for me because the Druid was one of the classes, which, you know, it's a bit of a horseshoe. It was either, uh, it was just okay most of the time, uh, really bad if you had no gear, but some of the best if you had all the gear. Like it was a very yeah. gear dependent class to get yeah. to sort of the higher echelon. So I really needed particular roles and particular drops. And some of them I never got after all that time of playing and finding and grinding, you know, I never got some of those drops. Um, I've heard that they've smoothed some of that out now and they've made some of that a bit better. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I was so, and like the co-op all worked great as well. You know, um, I just, I just had very little to complain about Diablo 4. I think as an action RPG, they just fucking nailed it as a successor, as, as somewhere between Diablo 2 and 3, maybe like dark tone, but the nice fast paced uh, elements of 3. Mm. Uh, I just thought it was great. I can see it's in your honorable mention, so I so I'm wondering what's what's what makes it an honorable mention for you, and maybe not in the the top five um, or the, your, your top most. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 an honorable mention for me. I had a really good time with Diablo Four. Um, I didn't I didn't complete it in the end, uh, and it's definitely like you. It's definitely not a dead and buried game. Like I very I want to go back to this, and I've actually. I've actually brought it up a few times in a party chat asking if people want to go back to it. Um, not everyone's ready to go back to it yet. Um, but if I could get, a, you know, one or two people, I definitely would have booted it up in the last month or two, like 100%. Because um, mm -hmm. I do feel like it definitely deserved uh, a bit more of my attention and definitely completion. I, I had a great time with this game. Like like you said, there's not... When I was playing it, I didn't really feel like there was much I could fault about it. It was kind of exactly what I signed up for and, and wanted. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, I would have liked to seen... And especially by now, I would have liked to seen another class. Because um, like, although I liked the classes that were in the game... They were just your, you know, your warrior, rogue, wizard, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, the the sort of characters and roles I tend to gravitate to are a bit, a bit different mm. to that. Um, like I like my paladins and, um, you know, like I don't know, like a yeah. magic, you're like your multi classes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ones that do a little bit of like they do a bit of damage, but they also do a bit of healing, do a bit of damage, a bit of self buffing or yeah. teammate buffing or something like that. Like I love the Crusader from Diablo three um so yeah it, like if something like that was in i definitely would have picked that and probably vibe with it a little bit more that's actually that's really interesting because you say that because like i felt the same way i definitely felt somewhere i was like i'm a bit i was a bit bummed when they revealed the five classes that was like there's nothing really new here uh, and it's why i ended up going druid because i usually go like the sorcerer class and like all mm. mage or whatever and i was like i don't know i don't want to this time and i feel like i kind of managed to get around that by going druid which felt fairly different for me like yeah. um yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. interesting that you. I just feel like Diablo three were a bit more creative with the classes they went with. Like they had like the witch doctor, they had like the crusader, they had obviously the necromancer did make it in. I never really vibed too hard with the necromancer, and I don't know a lot. Of, I think crusader like, was post launch though. Yes, he might have been Reaper of Souls, or or just before that. I'm not actually too sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah um, but yeah, I just feel like they yeah, were a little bit more, and I kind of expected one of those, or or at least a new one entirely, to have made its way into the game by now. Um, but they, yeah. I think they've been a little bit slow on their updates and their seasons. I think they could have done a little bit better in that regard. Not that I've actually stayed long enough to actually notice that, but from what I hear on the grapevine, I think they 
they, they could have done a little bit better with their their live service so far but um yeah just really good um just didn't make like the the the, the car but 100 percent honorable mention and i want to go back to it um so yeah great game lovely um they have announced for the like the expansion for the first expansion for diablo 4 can't remember its name um, but they they had there is a new deal uh, new character coming for that they said yeah and they said it's new um, to Diablo as well as a whole new, didn't they? yeah they said it's they not uh, returning yeah so that's exciting vessel of hatred yeah yeah um but I did think they said that was end of twenty four so it's not like it's close yeah late twenty four so but nonetheless yeah I mean this is going to be they're going to have a, this is a game with a long tail so you know there's there's no rush with these sorts of games I find you know I feel like this always this constant like energy to like where's the next thing where's the next thing but it's like that that stops at fun speculation for me i feel like a lot of people like tip over that edge and it starts to get into like annoyance but it's like i can i'll play something else (laughs) i'll play something else until that time comes yeah exactly Um, yeah yeah i've heard a lot of good things about Diablo 4 and how they've handled it after the first few months which is like you know as i always talk about like the the live service uh curve this is great this is the worst fucking thing in the world this is great this mm. is the worst fucking thing in the world it is weird that uh every live service game does tend to trip over in its first few months isn't it <laughs> uh, i don't understand how no one's managed to plot out that post-launch content uh, i i guess it's i guess launches just never go as planned right and then loads of stuff cropped up that wasn't necessarily in the roadmap just to fix with the game that happened on launch that you didn't see coming and then that delays everything. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's partly that, in that it's really hard, but also partly like consumer expectations are just too high usually like they Mm -hmm. get the full game and then that like quantity of content doesn't keep coming Mm -hmm. so a lot of people are like well where's my sequel (laughs) month number one we can't just make a a, a new diablo every three months (laughs) five yeah 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 so the you know, and then some people will just want to play the story and move on with it, and then people will be like, "Oh my god, the Steam numbers are dropping! Oh my fucking god, the Steam numbers are dropping!" <laughs> and then it, there's like kind of this, yeah, there's this kind of like pseudo outrage that happens as a result, and then it, so that yeah, there's it's partly that in that it's difficult, of course, and like there are 
like that does happen when games come out the gate but also i do feel that it's just kind of this thing that consumers go through that they're not quite the expectations usually aren't aligned properly mm. yeah yeah 100 percent um okay. all right should i i'll do my last one yeah um yes do it so my last one that actually made the cut you know made, made my top five or six or whatever however long this list is one two three four five six yeah six uh is final fantasy 16 shock horror um yeah final fantasy 16 <laughs> was uh was quite frankly incredible like it, it, it was really good um i know a lot of people will go and say oh it's not an rpg or it's not you know it's uh you know it's very it's quite linear and stuff like that and yeah so i will 100 percent agree with that it is relatively uh linear there's not too many large open spaces to explore um but equally every time square enix has tried to do something like that with these these games uh it's kind of backfired for them so i quite like that they actually went back to their roots in the sense i mean they didn't go back to their roots with this game at all but in in, in the sense of its being linear and focusing more on the storytelling and the the you know the high budget cutscenes and cinematic spectacles all that they just cashed in and just dialed that to fucking 20 for this game and it worked like i thought the story was great i thought the characters were great um voice acting was good for the most part uh especially from the main um protagonist uh clive which is you and a few others like sid especially is really really good i think you'll actually recognize sid's voice i don't know who it is but you'll recognize it if you ever play it it's he's got a great voice um and he does a great job um and yeah just lovely i don't think there's a better game i've ever played in terms of um cutscenes, like cinematics and boss fights I, i genuinely think it's the best game i've ever played in those areas um it just it's just so enormously gigantic and i'm surprised my ps5 didn't explode playing that game Um, (laughs) it was just incredible like really just like a an actual marvel in those areas um quite lackluster in others but specifically in those and there's never i haven't played a game that's made me feel cooler in my entire life like i just felt like i was sucked into like this cool fucking world and i was playing as a god um and it was cool. yeah. it was great <laughs> you got the cool endorphins yeah in your dude. brain like got the cool yeah. chemical yeah you know, sometimes i finished like a boss fight in that game and i was just like out of breath afterwards and i had to just go take a break go get a glass <laughs> of water <laughs> or something like, it's just crazy dude rehydrate it's so cool yeah so cool that's awesome and yeah cool uh, and is that, would you say that is your game of the year, Final Fantasy 16? Or, oh, no, you no. said you gave it to Resident Evil Just. I gave it to Resi for Just, but Final Fantasy 16 was nipping its heels. It was very, very close. Uh, just a few things sure, that sure, didn't, sure. didn't get it over the line. Um, I think they could have done better with it, their, their side quests and and um, the filler content between the cool epic cutscenes and boss spectacles and levels that they designed i feel like the filler areas they could have done put a little bit more attention and detail in there um yeah but if they did that 100 percent, it's my game of the year awesome okay um and i guess i'll finish off um 
with my one of my sort of favorite games of the year, and that would be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Woohoo! Mm. But you didn't think you'd see that here, haven't it? Nintendo yeah. hater over here. Yeah. Um, I thought Tears of the Kingdom was fabulous. Um, I'd probably give it like a nine. Um, it's somewhere in the 8.5 to nine, I think. Whereas if you know, if you've heard me talk about it before, I didn't like Breath of the Wild that much. I thought it was fine. I'd give it like a 7.5. I thought it was fine. It's cool. It's pretty. It sounds nice. It's got an interesting approach to open world design for sure. Um, I just think Tears of the Kingdom doesn't just take that to the next level where it, it like introduces the whole building and the whole physics system. And that just like kind of fits that perfectly for me, for like how my brain works. Like that's great. Like some of the shit I built was fucking ludicrous and it was hilarious. Um, and then they had like the whole depths area where it was just like, right. So you've been on the surface level and you've learned how to build stuff. Do this in the hard bit now, do this underground. Um, and they had this kind of, I was really incentivized to like, upgrade my battery so you know the more battery you had the more the longer you could yeah. use your built vehicles for yeah. essentially so i i like quite like this gameplay loop of like uh testing stuff out on the surface taking it down into the depths getting as many crystals as i could while i was down there and then upgrading my battery and doing it again until by the end you know i had like loads of battery and i could build these and you know like the bigger battery you have the bigger crazier things you can build etc mm. uh, etc et so it's just it's this nice nice feedback loop um i thought that worked well and I, in some ways i think it emphasized and pushed the other elements of the of the sandbox world um one step further like it, it you know incentivized you to go a bit further with looking for better weapons so you could travel further in the depths and do more down there because it was genuinely quite challenging down there i still think the combat is a bit wonky at times generally um at times you could feel the switch kind of struggling like mm -hmm. loads of pop in but generally still look pretty good obviously they're doing a phenomenal job for what they're working with um the story was a lot more interesting although at times it felt a bit lazy like they had something quite good there and i know it's not the centerpiece but there was there was like so, there was enough stuff to pull me in and then they had like each of the four companions just say the same thing at each point of the story like you do that part and you get that companion and they just say the same lines they mm. say the same lines um which i thought was like a bit silly um i also generally hated how they handled companions in that game they like followed you around and you had to like walk up to them and click on them to like use their ability but when you're moving they also move if you see mm. what i'm saying they like yeah. move with you so in the heat of the combat it was like impossible to actually fucking get them to do what you wanted them to do and then the inverse of that is there are times in combat where i'm trying to do my own thing and they run in front of me and i activate them instead of doing the thing i want to do that mm. felt really clumsily implemented versus how they did the powers in the in the first game um but generally i had a great time i'm actually i haven't quite finished it because i was about to wrap up the game and fight ganon but then i realized i skipped an entire temple and i didn't know because the <laughs> game like did a really bad job of, of signposting me to like this final temple i just thought i'm going to the end now um and of course because it's one of these new zelda games it, it does allow you to just go to the end if you want to it just makes the end run a bit harder mm. um so i ended up just being like no fuck this i, I want to do the last temple so i went back to my previous save and i'm gonna do it at some point i might do it over christmas actually um but it it, it just makes the cut i think um 
I didn't see it with Breath of the Wild. I see it with Tears of the Kingdom, um, and I understand why it's gotten the love that it's gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my final one for for Game of the Year: Starfield, Tears of the Kingdom, Cocoon, Remnant Two, Diablo Four, Hi-Fi Rush. Nice. Shall we quickly zoom through the uh, honourable mentions here and just yeah. shout and give any sort of words that we want to say? Yeah, just um, a little quick. If we start with the, sh- yeah. If we if we just start with the shared ones, is there any? Is there just one? Yeah, just one. And Overwatch Two. Um, mm-hmm. What what do you have to say about Overwatch Two as an honourable mention? Uh yeah. Um, obviously I'll, I'll I'll keep it brief. Um, but yeah, Overwatch Two was a very good game. Um, I did enjoy my time with Overwatch 2. Um, I did feel at times it felt like a bit of a cash grab and a little bit of a, they just slapped a two on it for the sake of it. I think this resonated a little bit better with me and you because we dropped off Overwatch 1, um, not early, but relatively early to the point we didn't play about four, five of the characters that got released into Overwatch, you know, towards its, uh, you know, the latter bit of its life cycle so when we got our hands on overwatch 2 we got obviously the revamped whatever they did they turned it to 5v5 and um you know they added a couple new characters but then we also hadn't played those other four characters so they know overwatch one so we got quite a we it just felt like a bigger package for us um but i think overall they did some good changes i think the change down to 5v5 was good over the 6v6 uh, on the whole, it made everything a little bit less chaotic, and you could follow everything a bit more. Um, I do think that was a good change. Um, I do think that they did a decent job with the live service. Um, store was a pretty extortionate, as uh, tends to be the theme yeah, uh, with these games at the moment. Um, but yeah. I think battle passes were fine. I thought those skins you got at the end, the mythic mm-hmm. skins, were pretty fucking cool that you could like customize them and change them that was great um and yeah i just had a good time with it but i just kind of dropped off it and they kind of it kind of got a bit of bad press and they kind of went a bit downhill and it made me not want to play their game a little bit they were a little bit toxic um and yeah i kind of just dropped off but that's kind of why it's in the honorable mentions um because i didn't think it did enough to be like this is in my top games of the year. It was kind of just like, it was just more Overwatch. It's an honourable mention. That's all it's getting, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly how I feel. Um, Yeah, I don't think they really, they clearly got wrapped into some, you know, difficult fuckery with with Activision um, making an Overwatch 2. They really didn't need to make an Overwatch 2. Um, It clearly impacted things. And, you know, they had the single-player stuff planned out, didn't they? And that got cancelled. Like, shit. Like, that was meant to be, like, the sole reason for making an Overwatch 2. And now it's getting broken down into small like individual paid packages which is like oh, nobody's gonna play that i know some hardcore people will and actually that i felt the reception from those things has been quite good but it's mm-hmm. like i'm not i'm not gonna buy them in small packages like uh i just i don't have i don't want to do that i don't want to keep coming back for small pay packages i like give me something i can play like maybe when they're all together at some point maybe if they do that but yeah i'm with you man um it's still overwatch uh, and overwatch is still very good uh in my opinion you know it's the best like teamwork focused uh shooter on the market um i think it's so much fun uh, it, it it was still my even though i haven't played it since like june 
it was still my most played game of the of the year. Come on. <laughs> you know, and I've been playing a lot of Halo recently. I've played, I told you, like nearly six days of Starfield. Um, you know, so it's still my most played game of the year. And that's because we got our friends on it this time around. The free-to-play really helped it. Uh, and playing as a as a five was it was just a lot of fun. It was always a good time to boot mm. up Overwatch and play it together and, and fill in these different roles and you know work together. Um it's and that's that's it. You know, Overwatch is it's still good. Uh disappointed at the lack of innovation a little bit, but it's still good. So honorable mention. Yeah. For sure. Um uh you wanna go? Yeah, sure. I was just going to whiz through a couple here because I've yep. mentioned them before. Uh, maybe about 10 episodes uh, ago, I, I was speaking about play. I, I only just played through GTA 5 story mode. So that gets a shout out for me. That was a lot of fun to sort of go through that for the first time. Uh, I've played Red Dead Redemption 2. So I've played Rockstar's uh, other stuff in the form of that. And I played Red Dead 1 as well, again, only recently. Uh, so I finally did that. And that was a lot of fun. I just wanted to give that an honorable mention for me. Um, yep. You know, I'm not... It's not quite 10 out of 10 for me, but, you know, it's a bit of an older game, so it's harder. But bloody, you know, as always, I've said this before, I think Rockstar are some of the best, if not the best writers in the industry. Um, and I spoke about very recently, Prey Moon Crash finishing that. That was kind of like a 9 out of 10. That was really good. Might have even been better than the base game, um, to be honest. Uh, had a really good time with that. Okay, just wanted to knock those two out. <laughs> you yeah, go. Nice. Uh, yeah, for me, I'll just... To be honest, I can probably just knock out the rest of mine. Um... Yeah, Resi 2 and 3 for me. Um, uh, I played those this year with my Resi binge. Uh, I went from, I played 2 first, I played 3, and then I moved on to 4 when it came out. Um, pretty much bang on the um, uh, the release date for that. So yeah, Resi 2 and 3 were, were, were great. Uh, 2 was the better game out of them. Um, and definitely stands on its own two feet a lot more than three um you know two was an actually a pretty phenomenal game like there's not much bad i can say about two i do think four is just better just in sense of they made a bit more action i think the the story the setting is a bit better um so i think it's just the better resi game but two is really cool i love the whole that guy chasing you around the map all the time mr x uh really got, got your heart pumping um whenever you heard the music and he just hunts you down um that was great uh, and then obviously three as well three was incredibly short you could complete that game in about five hours uh, and it cost you 60 quid um it was far too short but it was still a good game uh nemesis was cool i liked playing as jill jill was a really cool character really just a solid action game just just a bit short i think it was a bit harsh uh to charge people a full price game for that but still a good experience mm. um uh hogwarts i played with my partner um so i played this on the ps5 so i I backseat gaming some of this i did some of the sequences i did some of the bits she couldn't do i did a fair amount of exploring and puzzle solving all that sort of stuff we basically just played it together but from start to finish um this was a really good game really i thought hogwarts was great um I thought it was uh, a a really good game, and against all odds, this 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 developer I can't remember who made it, but um, the developers really actually just just smashed it. They they really blew it out of the water when everyone really thought they were going to shit the bed with it, uh, especially with it being like their first big project. Um, and I just thought they did a really good job. I thought Hogwarts is a really really solid mm. game. Uh, I could also see Hogwarts mm. is. <laughs> 
funny enough, in your disappointment list, but well, I guess we'll get onto that unless you want to quickly <laughs> cover it now. Uh yeah, sure, I'll cover it now. Yeah. Um I, I mean I did li- I did like it. Um I, I just kind of came away from it like a bit uh, whatever. Um I I don't know. Uh there were some parts of it that were really strong. I thought the combat was really cool and I think they did a great job with like the world. Uh like you felt like you're in Hogwarts, that was great. Music was great. Um I just felt there was a lot of stuff that was just kind of a bit like the rest of the world other than hogwarts i just could not give a shit about it just felt like very rote like very like even worse than like ubisoft level open world stuff most of the time some of it was okay but there was a lot of stuff that was like come and do this and i was like i don't want to and it very much a lot of it just felt very uninteresting open world stuff that maybe didn't need to be there and maybe could have been more interesting stuff yeah i just kind of came away from it a bit like not caring um which is not why i went into it and i first started it i was like this is this is really cool i'm really into this uh but then as it kept going yeah i just kind of felt nothing um like the combat like how it like the 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 how they and like you say as a team that hasn't done a project that big before they have done it objectively quite well i think i like it less than most people but i still think they did a good job for 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 what they were um mm. but just for me i just was kind of yeah just sort of didn't really care by the end of it all yeah yeah that's fair enough yeah it was good yeah. it, it was it, good it just it, wasn't it just wasn't great and i was kind of expecting a bit more yeah it did do a lot of things that we've seen before like it did it did yeah it did just pad out its map with very similar sort of uh you know um quests and markers and collectibles and everything that we've seen a hundred times in these open world games like i do agree it didn't exactly reinvent the wheel with that um but i thought the vibes of the game were pretty spot on to be fair um so yeah i think it's it's in my honorable mentions uh and then my final one is exo primal now this This one is really funny, dude. That's I, so crazy. I just had fucking fun with this game, man. Like, I <laughs> I had a lot more fun with this game than I ever thought I was going to. Um, and it was just... That, I mean, that's really all I can say about it, is it was just fun. Like, I actually thought that they did a pretty good job with the whole, like, PvE, PvP sort of side of things and pushing that objective and i thought it was actually quite well balanced like in terms of the i like this a lot the actual pvp combat like it felt pretty good it felt it felt great to fight people and it was relatively quite crispy um and the classes were all cool and the dinosaurs are great and remember that event where that port opened at the top of that building and yeah 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 dinosaurs actually fell out of it and fell and they were like (laughs) hitting the ground and like dying most of them but like it was just so fucking just it was a spectacle and wild it was just off the wall acid trip like what is going on and i i just liked it man i just had a good time with it like i thought i thought it was was pretty good as well yeah i genuinely think it deserves it like an honorable mention drop straight into games pass Hop on with your mates. It's great. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> There's such a, a fire take. shout out for <laughs> Game of the Year honorable mentions. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You're such a Capcom simp, dude. I am. I do love Capcom. <laughs> uh, 
All right, lovely. So I'll finish off then. Um, I did want to give a shout out to Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition oh, uh, that came to console was. this year. All, all episode, I've been trying to figure out what that acronym was. A O E 2 D E Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. <laughs> all right, nice. That's the one. Um, yeah, I played that quite a lot this year. Uh, earlier in the year, particularly when it came out, some of our friends were were into it. And I think I think around the time you weren't on that much, um, I wasn't sure if it was really going to be a thing that I liked. Uh, but it was it was fun, man. Like, you know, it's fun to get into it. The, the game sessions can last quite a while, but you can play it like with your friends. You can have like eight people. You can have like AI in. Uh, the the art style I think has aged really well. Obviously, they've given it a big facelift. Uh, there's obviously a lot of strategy to it. Uh, I, and I just thought it was really fun. I've never really played an Age of Empires game, so and, and they did a great job mapping it to, to console. Uh, you know, as traditionally as a, as a PC game. Uh, but it's fun. I had a I had a good time with that. Uh, and I didn't. I wasn't sure I would. Particularly playing it with friends was was a good time as well because it can be a bit slow and you can just kind of chat and you can talk about stuff while you're doing it. Yeah, it's just fun, man. I had, I had a really good time with that. Yeah, nice. Uh, and finally, uh, one for our one for Team Blue over there. Uh, I played The Last of Us Part Two this year as well, um, and this makes the cup for honorable mentions. It, I very nearly put it in Game of the Year, but I, I think it just quite misses out for me, um, mostly because of the structure of the story and the story itself. Overall, writing was really strong. Most things about the game were really strong, actually. I just, I didn't, I don't think, I, I'm just a bit unsure. I'm a bit ambivalent about how it came together uh, and how the story was presented. There, there was a lot of like chopping it up and presenting things at different times, and I, I'm just not sure it quite had the same impact that it could have done. But that's not all of it. Like a large part of the story did hit, did do really well. Um, writing generally was very good gameplay was really well done really well tuned and fine balanced across these different um different scenarios uh it's 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 a very good game the last of us two i'd comfortably put this in my honorable mentions um just just missing out from the top so uh yeah i really enjoyed my time with that um, and I'm excited to see what they do actually for, for the show as well. Uh, I, I've heard they might not cover the entirety of The Last of Us 2 in season two of the show. So we'll see, um, see how that goes. But um, it was really good um, and gorgeous. Like, man, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog just do some really impressive stuff. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. And I was also going to say, while well, on the topic of that, I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday or something, but didn't Naughty Dog announce that they've actually they stopped development on The Last of Us uh, online? I think that's official. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't yeah. put that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't put that on my thing. Um, yeah, they there. did. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's worth it's worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah. No, they did. Um, which and I, I was quite funny actually. Like, I don't. What have you seen about that? Like, how how have you seen the reception been to them cancelling a game they've been working on for over five years? Um, I don't know. I, I li- literally thirty minutes before coming in this room to do the podcast, I watched a. I think it was Luke Stevens basically just covering it and basically just saying that you know they've cancelled it and stuff. So I literally only found out like mm. a couple of hours ago. So I don't know what the reception oh, okay. is like generally. No. Um. So uh. Yeah. So obviously they cancelled it. The, the reports were that you know 
uh, the, the Bungie had originally come in before and said, yo, this is this ain't up to scratch. Um, like you need to delay this. So it got on like an indefinite delay, uh, whatever that was last year. Um, mm. And then, um, and then obviously, yeah, it's been canceled this time this time around uh but the, the the messaging around it has been really well done in the sense that somehow they've managed to take a w out of it because they've said we were just not set up for games as a service we've now realized it and we're just going to focus on what we do best doing single player games and you know mm-hmm. um i think a lot of the playstation the core that's playstation fan base has just been like yeah you know because like, of course yeah that's that's what they want precisely so it's just like expert messaging and like a chess move and navigating like how they can possibly produce the cancellation of a five plus year game all of those resources the reason they've been churning out multiple remakes <laughs> because they haven't they've just been working on this games as a service as a positive thing um so it's an impressive um an impressive chess move mm-hmm. uh but a bit of an interesting thing you know is it for the best maybe i mean i would have genuinely liked to have seen what what they could have done with a service last of us um at the same time i get it at the same time i don't see what playstation strategy is going to be then like if this was meant to be the spearhead you know the tip of the spear for playstation service games they need more money over there you know they're selling well they're selling a lot of consoles consoles don't make much money uh, and their big budget games don't make much money either. You know, the whole reason they're doing this pivot is because they need to make more. Maybe this is just an exception to the rule and they're just saying, look, yeah, for you guys, a Naughty Dog, your prestige is too good to risk that being tarnished. For everyone else, we can risk having a couple of misses because if one slaps, we're going to be in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's an interesting, yeah. I just, what are your thoughts about it? Do, do you have any thoughts about any of that? Or... Um, yeah i i i don't know there 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 also obviously is a part of me that like you i would have liked to seen this and just seen where where it goes with this but um yeah i kind of agree it just it just further solidifies this um playstation can kind of only do one thing at the moment uh and that's make third person action story driven games um and when they try and do something else um they waste five years of time and money um and then they just yeah. go fuck it we're just going back to doing that uh it definitely does give that yeah it kind of further solidifies that sort of stigma about them a little bit so i don't know yeah what they're gonna do but they definitely like you said they do need to branch out in these areas whether they hire talent in these areas i know they've got bungie now obviously which are better with that oh yeah whatever's left of Bungie at this point um so yeah yeah yeah, um but yeah they definitely i think that they are probably a little bit worried and they do need to start figuring out how they're going to branch out into these other areas that are going to make them more money and just help them yeah just kind of change the sort of games they make you know add some variety into their system um because as much as people love this i don't it's hard to say. I'd like to think that the game brain will eventually stop liking action third-person story-driven games. Um, but I don't know. People seem to be eating them up and could eat them up for the rest of time. But uh, yeah. I'm sure they're, they're, they are a little well, bit nervous. It, it, 
It's in, I mean, quality just trumps all ultimately, isn't it? You know, mm. how many Mario games are Nintendo going to churn out? You know, I, I know they do it in different genres, fine, but there is, there's a lot of overlap, not just in that they make a lot of, here's another 2D Mario game, here's another Mario Kart, here's another 3D Mario game. Uh, you know, it's the same stuff. It doesn't matter. Like, ultimately, the quality trumps it. And if you think about, even if you think about the um, sentiment of PlayStation this year generally, like, there's no real pushback in any way because there's it's kind of been a bit of a quality over quantity year for for playstation even though there's only been one first party game technically de facto final fantasy for your most of your core audience kind of is a bit of a first party game even though it's it's not it's an exclusive it reviewed really well you know it's like a nine out of ten game just like spider-man um and that, that that's fine for most people most people that only play one or two games a year and then call of duty you know so um like on paper, like a lot of console warriors will look at these lists and say, oh yeah, well look, but Xbox had Redfall, but oh look, Starfield was a flop, star flop and red flop. <laughs> um, you know, um, and you know, oh, PlayStation only had one game, but like, it doesn't matter. Like it, the, the quality is the thing that matters. So um, I think that's the interesting thing when you're talking about variety. Uh, but then also the other thing I just wanted to touch on there that it reminded me is that like, I don't want to fucking hear. There's like only three studios in the world that still make games with a single player, a full single player and a full multiplayer package. And that's Activision with Call of Duty, The Coalition with Gears of War, and 343 with Halo Infinite. Nobody yeah. else does it. And they're all Xbox studios now. And so, the, and so it's weird to me that when Halo Infinite came out, like they were slow with the updates. We've spoken about this a million times. But the amount of shit they got when other studios can't even get close, other studios can't pull off these single player games and a multiplayer package at the same time, mm. you know. So I think you're right. Like, I think to some people, there is a bit of like, oh, uh, like a naughty dog, a bit of a one trick pony. Mm. Um, nowadays, you know, obviously they, they've done other stuff in the past you know like jack and daxter some incredible games there crash bandicoot uncharted is in the similar vein of last of us but um but then i look over at other studios um that go across genres and do an amazing job as, as well you know we'll see how playground turns out uh, obsidian is a, is a high variety studio mm. you could maybe argue cd project red a little bit you know third person with the witcher and then coming into third person first person with cyberpunk i'm sure there's more examples but um it's an interesting thing and again, I think it's all the more interesting that it, they've somehow chess, you know, chess moved it into uh, like this is a good thing. Uh, like, man, the amount of because there there isn't going to be another Naughty Dog game until the PS6, Tim, unless they mm -hmm. redo another remake. I know they're not going to have released a game this gen, the whole gen. That's pretty rough. That's bonkers. Yeah, and if that was any other studio, they'd be getting shit. It's true. So. It is true. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, sorry. I, I just thought I'd bring that up as a bit of a tangent. But um Yeah. yeah. No worth bringing up, that's fine. Um uh on to our disappointments of the year. So um Go on, get out of the way, put out my misery. Starfield for me. <laughs> put me out my misery. Uh, this is more of a personal <laughs> one. Uh everyone knows how I feel about Starfield. I don't hate it. I just didn't click with it. And I don't know if it's a I will never click with it, or if it's just a, I will eventually be in the right headspace for this game, and I will enjoy it. 
But as of now, I can't not put it on my disappointment list considering how I was pretty hyped for the lead up to this game. And I was obviously following it even outside of the podcast. Very, very hyped for this game. But it just didn't quite hit for me. So, um, you know, I have no bad feelings towards the game. I'm not there shitting on it. I'm not saying they did a bad job with it. I just didn't click with it at the time, and therefore it's a disappointment for me. But um, yeah, I've talked about I've, I've talked it this to death, uh, so I'm not going to go into too much detail for that. But um, yeah, that's that's definitely one of them. But it's not my disappointment for the year. I just thought I'd throw it in there. My disappointment for the year is the same as yours, Deck, and uh, I wonder if uh, chat can guess what it is. I wonder, if, I wonder if chat... Well, Joaquin's already saying you should be thrown into a dungeon, so... Well, screw you, Joaquin. <laughs> I actually have my own dungeon, so... Um, That's a fair point. It does. It's nice. Is but it? yeah, I can let you uh, I can let you take this one away, Deck, um, as to what this game is. And... Well, I, I do think we're being a bit cheeky, but uh, given that we haven't played it, but nonetheless, it is still a disappointment it's... on the outset. Of course, we're talking about Redfall. Uh you know, I was hyped it's... for this game and I've never even booted it up because of how fucking I'm sorry. <laughs> and I know you could be like, oh, we haven't played it. But like, I've watched enough to know that until recently, because I've heard it's actually not awful now, but until very recently, that game, if you're, if you, unless you're a hardcore fan and you're really giving it a go and you're really trying, that game was pretty damn rough. Like that game was, a, from what I could tell, was a, a pretty awful experience, and I don't see why I should spend my time doing that. Like to the point, it was, it was jank as fuck and almost like unplayable. Almost not quite, but yeah. Like I, I don't feel any. I don't feel bad for putting this on there because we haven't played it. It, it didn't deserve our time when that game first came out and well for the last six months it's been out um just really just ugh, just really shat the bed with that one and i mean all the shit that's come out about it as well like the studio didn't even want to make it man like they hated it you know this shit was rotten from the core like from from within rotten is rotten so it's yeah. rotten yeah it's rough man yeah yeah no no i mean i'm with you you can't like even though we are being a bit cheeky by by putting it in there by even and we haven't played it it's perfectly reasonable and we're not going to be the only people in this boat that feel that you know a new ip with the potential of redfall under xbox onto game pass coming out at a 57 on open critic is just fucking unacceptable okay was there like a little bit of harshness because of uh, of what was going on at the time? Maybe it was still a fifty-seven. It would put it to what a sixty-three. I'm not spending my time playing not that bad games. <laughs> Xbox doesn't need not that bad games, you know. Yeah, it's a fucking disappointment. Like immensely disappointing. That that was, and and worst of all, if that wasn't even a game this year, like people's perception of xbox as a brand would have been better like if it didn't exist this year the mm. perception would have been better 
I don't know why Xbox felt the need to release it. Like, mm. if it had done well and it was like a, a mid-80s game, yeah, that would have elevated the year as well, of course. But it, it could have not been there and the year would have been better. Like, that's how bad the perception was around it. Um, I meant, you know, so even just even if we're just saying at face value, like, yes, immensely disappointing. Maybe I'll try it one day. I, I can't see it, honestly. Um, it seems like there was too many fundamental problems with the game a relic, an artifact of Bethesda trying to push them, their studios to do more multiplayer stuff. It's what it is. Sucks that it came out how it did. I'm sure the studio will come back really strong. Mm. Um, but how it be. Massive disappointment. <laughs> An absolute yeah. stinging point in the year for the Quick Resume podcast when we had to do a show after being so excited and then come onto the podcast like the games come out in the 60s and the low 60s and it just you know just went, it went further down but yeah and this game had us written all over no podcast should have like, to do that like, ge- yeah. like genuinely like we were excited for this game this is the sort of game that me and deck gravitate towards too and really have enjoyed in the past and we were very excited for this so it, it was a it was a it was a tough blow to take this one um so yeah no it's definitely my biggest disappointment for the year 100%. Joaquin says, Deck never removed his moustache. Can't trust his opinion. I actually did. It just grew back really quick. Yeah, it's true. He showed me a picture of it, which I can't obviously show for mm-hmm. reasons of no. confidentiality. But yeah. Yes. He did. Yeah. And like, remember, I am a dad now. So like this sucker just, you know. It... And no, it says no data. Oh. Oh, I think we might be back. Oh, I think we're back. Yeah, we're back now. Yeah, I think there was just a little blip there. I don't know what that was. Okay. Yeah, okay. Kinsas, we're back. Lovely. Yeah, we just dropped up there for a sec. So there's a couple things um, I wanted to talk about this week. There's been loads of discussions about all sorts of shit. Um, I I think the best place for us to start would be... um, uh, where is it? I'd like to start with with now the South of Midnight stuff because I think that will lead into conversations around 2024, developer direct, and and like maybe like Xbox going forward because there's been a lot of talk about um, there's, there's a lot of fear, Tim, about Xbox going third party. Okay, sort of fear is scary. It's scary for people at the moment. Um, I mean, it's it's not real, but it is scary. Um, so that's how I think this is going to go. So let's just start at the bottom. There was a LinkedIn post from, um, from our friend Timmer. There he is right in our notes. If you're still in chat, you're in our notes, buddy. Um, from one of the employees over at, um, one of the senior public relations manager at Microsoft and Xbox saying that South of Midnight and Towerborn, we expect a Towerborn, but South of Midnight is coming out in 2024. Mm. supposedly this comes off the back of like you know we saw the trailer this year supposedly that was held back from last year so it might actually be further along than we think it is Uh, while i'm still skeptical like i'm like uh, i don't know i wanted to get a, a vibe check on that you know because that would kind of push i think the year into a bit of a a three punch wombo for next year 
in terms of like more mass appeal games. You know, you've got like Terrorborn's there. It's like a little appetizer. Microsoft Flight Sim is thrown in there at some point, you know, as like a glass of water. And then you've got fucking Hellblade uppercut. Then you've got Avowed, like side hook to the ear. And then you've got South of Midnight as like a whole the smash spike. over the top of the head. Yeah, the spike. Yeah, <laughs> the spike. So, and, and I think, you know, South of Midnight looks really interesting. I, I am like, I've got mixed feelings about that game because Compulsion are really creative, but they just haven't quite figured out how to translate mm-hmm. that into like a good game. But nonetheless, it's very good for marketing. It would be very good to like have that as your year going forward. So I just wanted to kind of throw it to you. Um, like, how, how like do you, is this, is it believable to you? And also like, is it is the the idea of that exciting to you? Or like, does do, do it not really bother you? Like, Oh no, no, it's very exciting to me, the idea of this. Um, I thought this game looked really unique really cool uh, i totally dig the vibe of the trailer um but the art style and the music and just the whole premise of it after i read up about it online as well sounds really fucking cool i i don't know it's hard to be skeptical because you just don't know we don't really know much about it like it's yeah it's in theory it might have been in in, in development longer than we know and but they've only shown one trailer and you know that trailer was yeah. great but it wasn't a gameplay trailer but then you don't know you just don't know of xbox these days you know they they might be a lot further on than you think but they're playing their cards close to their chest they might give it a stealth drop you know they might have a surprise you know that sort of thing it's it's just really hard to tell based yeah. off the one trailer we've seen um that's kind of they're a bit rogue these days they are yeah they are i just don't trust anymore since hi-fi in a good way <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in, in a good way um but yeah you just you just kind of just don't know um i think there's a very real chance it could be 2024 i don't think there's anything going against me saying that yes this will be 2024 rather than in favor of it being like no way there's no way this is 2024 but like, i don't really have enough information either way to say whether that's realistic or not so i don't yeah it could be sure I, I i don't see why not yeah might be might not yeah who knows that's basically what i said in a long-winded <laughs> way but um yeah yeah it's yeah no no i mean you're all right i mean i i guess the, the only thing we can really look at from like an outsider's point of view is that they've shown a cgi trailer rather than gameplay like usually yeah, that's an so indication to me that we're like two years off which would make it like 25 rather than 24. For the old Xbox. But... They're past doing that now. Right, yes. Yeah, and, and now they're rogue. Phil moves in the... He moves in the shadows. He throws down a smoke bomb, pulls his cl- cloak over him and gives you... And, leaves, and the smoke clears in this hi-fi rush where the smoke was. Exactly. You know, who knows what he's doing, what he's thinking. Yeah. I suppose the other indication we have is that the last game that uh, Compulsion made, We Happy Few, came out in 2018. I think they did support it for quite a while. So that would give them six years total, uh, which does feel kind of right, you know, even if the team was supporting We Happy Few for a bit. Uh, and remembering as well that Compulsion isn't a massive studio. They're 80, uh, so they're like double A size. So that's what I expect South of Midnight to be uh it, so it does like on paper it does sound like it could happen uh like it could make holiday 24 it could make the end of the year 
Uh, and I will just throw this out of there as well again when we're looking forward to the year more generally. That makes three new IPs. Towerborn, Avowed, South of Midnight, if that is the case. And I think that's really cool. I, I'm, I'm so glad we're finally in this time now where Xbox is like throwing out these new IPs that they're going to own and there's going to be this next generation of Xbox owners that are like, oh man, I, I love that game. Mm -hmm. Like how people you know, people would say about like Blue Dragon or Cameo or uh, or Gears, you know, back in the day, you know, it's just things like that. Uh, we're going to have that happening again now, um, even yeah. with Starfield and Hi-Fi Rush this year, you know. Um, it's true. So, the where I wanted to take the conversation then was w with whether it does or doesn't happen. I I am getting the sense, my bones are tingling, that there is a development direct developer direct happening at the end of January. I think so too. Last last year we got it on the twenty fifth of January. So last week of January, I would I would put money on us getting it in the same week again then um which is only just over a month from now uh they you know then they announced it quite early um but i hesitate about them announcing south of midnight here because they've already got like five things to talk about that being and bear in mind last year they even included um uh what's it called elder scrolls online in there mm. as well and i don't know if that was just padding um but this year, they could have, in terms of new releases this year for the Xbox ecosystem, Towerborn, Flight Sim, Ara History Untold, Hellblood 2, uh, and Avowed. Maybe even Call of Duty if they wanted to. <laughs> you know, mm. it depends. They might, because they're going to speak a bit more about the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition this year in terms of a Game Pass drop, etc. So maybe that happens in the developer director. Who fucking knows? You know, so, so that makes me hesitate of like, okay, that actually might be a bit too much for yeah. one show to then throw in another IP. It's like, it's kind of drowning it out a little bit, actually. Um, so maybe it's just kind of saved for the showcase or maybe they don't show a vowed at the development direct and instead have an avowed direct for the showcase like they did with Starfield. It's just, oh, you know, mm. it never ends. Never yeah. Ends. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because I, I do think Obsidian are Xbox's little sweetheart studio. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did they did want to give about its its own direct and actually, you know, really show people like this is the vibe we're going for. You know, it is going to be a high fantasy RPG. You know, it has got all this magic and combat and all this, you know, really just get people on board to just be like, hey, Skyrim fans, <laughs> we got something for you. You know, like I, I think I and I think they have a lot of faith in Obsidian. So, yeah, I, I, I could see it having its own direct. Um whether that happens in January or whether or not that happens at another at another time, a little bit later down the line. Um, I do agree with you. I think we're going to have some kind of direct in Jan. Um, and I sh yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to call. So what you think that the direct in Jan is going to be a multi-game direct, or do you think it's going to be a single game direct? I think they'll do the same as last year. I, I think, think be a the idea with it is, is that they want to get people excited they want the to give a roadmap for the year yeah. exactly and i think that's what makes it a really effective show that really nobody else is doing to be honest i think it's it's good that it's like this is our window let's get everyone excited for the year show up show a bit off mm. yeah agreed yeah yeah uh, at least that's what i would do if i was in charge i'd be like yeah let's make this a multi-game direct you know to let let people know this is what's coming in 24 you know 
like or, or at least some of it and then like at the end you could just be like and more you know like you know all this kind of shit you know with you know developer directs in the future for this this and this you know uh yeah it just gets people um excited for the future but it just makes you think that like you said there's just so much potentially coming out in 24 because if this is potentially targeted for holiday 24 that's where we previously predicted hellblade might fall so where does that leave hellblade do you think hellblade will be before that probably not right there's a chance it could be like summer but mm. it, if, i wouldn't put if i had to throw my hat on it Th- thankfully Joaquin's been an absolute bro and he's put all of the games in the chat so yeah, i can actually see yeah. and just read it off but if i if i had to throw my hat in it um towerborn quarter one yeah definitely hellblade quarter two mm. ara and flight sim quarter three uh avowed quarter four uh where south of midnight would even fit into that <laughs> don't have a fucking clue unless mm. it's a sh- it could be a shadow drop quarter one yeah like because if, I'm, Xbox... if i'm being crazy because do Xbox even deem uh, like this South of Midnight, this Compulsion Studio game, to be the uh, one of the uh, quarterly releases that they talk about that they like to have? They probably don't deem it as it being that big, right? Because like you said, I it's double A, technically. Like, but, like you could say it's double A, but... No, it, it will. It will again. It's really subjective, but like, yeah, I think for the for the average gamer, it will, it will be considered a double A in the same way Hi-Fi was, and I think they would count Hi-Fi as as that. Yeah, I don't think they can have a Starfield every quarter. If you see what I'm saying, like, I think mm. there's going to be yeah, because I guess how double A or triple considered, A. yeah, like like that either is it? But that I think they're treating yeah. it as so. You know, one of those quarterly. Well, if you look at places. Yes, you know you're absolutely right, and I think it's it's interesting because it, like if you get a temperature check on people with avowed, a lot of people genuinely look at that and will say that's double A. Really? Yeah. Hmm. For no, but that's what I mean. It, it is almost a bit of a stupid distinction, and the reason for the, when you ask people why, they'll say oh, it just doesn't look that good. Hmm. That's say it's not hyper realistic. Like you know, so <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I really just think like there's no, I don't think Xbox can get caught up in this distinction. I think if they're making a a a game that's not a five hour game, it counts. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Like I think that's probably what they're they're doing. Mm. Forgot about Stalker 2 as well. Um, yeah, Wacky and put Stalker 2 in the chat, so who knows yeah. with that game? It's still Hopefully. quite exciting, but like I almost don't like even if it turns out to be pretty underwhelming i almost just i don't want to put it to like the record of the devs you know considering everything that's gone on like i feel like it's a bit harsh yeah. to just be like five out of ten these devs suck it's just like well that's probably yeah. <laughs> one of the like the roughest xbox bad yeah should have published on playstation they'll have stayed of stayed of sorted everything out and it's basically it's stuff that they could have stopped the war either though they had like no control over it that's really just derailed the the development of it and yeah it's 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 a it's a funny one that one yeah definitely um so you know, I so I think it, it raises the question a little bit of, you know, firstly, where does South of Midnight fit into it, if at all? And secondly, like, do they push something out of what we might expect in the developer direct for to staple onto the end of the showcase like they did this year? Um, mm. 
I think they might. I think they might get into a pattern of that. You know, if we think about this year, Starfield came out at the beginning of September, wasn't shown to the developer direct, and they said at the developer direct, when they announced it, you'll see Starfield at the showcase. They might do the same with Avowed. You know, they might say, you're not going to see Avowed here, you're going to see that after the showcase. And in that case, that kind of opens up a slot, arguably, you know, um, for South of Midnight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. Um, again, but that's that's before like the ABK Game Pass drop that's probably going to happen, or any other announcements they might make. Like, I don't know if that would be a developer direct thing or a showcase thing. Like, who fucking knows? There's just Xbox have a big opportunity in front of them for this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that with that potential. Yeah, agreed. Especially because this is the follow up point. Console sales ain't been doing so hot, Tim. No. Mm-mm. They ain't been doing so well. Um, particularly in Europe, Xbox sales have been bad. Yeah, I think and I saw this. Like... It, didn't it go down by like 27% and, and PlayStation went up by 376%? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking like 20 to 1, like in recent months. Like for every 20 playstation sold there's been one xbox sold um mm. probably a, a number of different things going on there uh playstation had some pretty bad stock problems last year so compared to last year playstation is going to be up quite a lot um but they just seem to have a lot of momentum at the moment again even despite arguably a lighter year um and and even after a arguably good year Xbox doesn't seem to has have made like any any real ground. I mean, maybe maybe Xbox knew that that was going to be the case. Like, really, they, this is a long term thing. There is, I've said this before mm. on the show. There's no silver bullet that's suddenly going to make them catch up. Um, it's why they've partly given up on the console wars. You know, they like you you can play it here, you can play it there, and of course, PC sales, smart TV sales, smart fridge sales, those are all going to chew into console. So, like to them. It isn't a big deal, but it's more the fact that Xbox is kind of aligned with Xbox One sales at the moment, uh, you know, the Xbox Series X and S, when really you would have expected that they'd be doing better with Game Pass, with this, the cheaper price point of the Series S, uh, and they're not. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it continues to move as the years go forward. You know, a lot of people, I think, expected Starfield to be the silver bullet. I've always said, we've actually said on the show, didn't we? We said before it released, not only do we not think it's going to be a, a 10 out of 10 across the board game, even if it was, things aren't magically going to turn around yeah. for the Xbox console because they've sidelined it a little bit. Like you play where you want. So of course. So generally uh, across the world, like the sales ratio is about two to one from PlayStation to Xbox, which is kind of what it was last gen. And I think to be honest, it's probably going to stay at that because people are locked into their ecosystems now. It's just yeah. the problem is, is that Xbox is about it's about it's doing well in the US and the UK, but everywhere else it's it's really struggling, and that's what's making that big difference. Um, like Japan, Europe, like it it's really not doing well, and maybe that's because PC is stronger in those places as well. I don't know, but I just I suppose I just wanted to put it to you a little bit. Like, do you your brothers play on consoles, for example? Like, do you get any feedback from them? Like, just anecdotally, like um, on on like feelings about consoles or anything like that, or PC or, or whatever? Uh, no, not really. No, I don't think they're they're really wrapped up in the console war side of things, to be honest, or or, or anything like that. So, 
no i i wouldn't say personally i get much from from like my brothers in that regard um but yeah i think there's there's a lot of things that feed into it and yeah i 100% agree that it's just it's it's going to be a marathon not a sprint it's going to take a long time um to gain any traction back and gain any percentages back in the market um i think we're we're on our way to doing it uh, even if the statistics haven't shown i still think we've laid a decent foundation um to mm-hmm. go off um but yeah it's just something that's just going to take time and um and yeah we'll kind of see where that goes but i mean like you said with with like uh japan and all that obviously playstation have been winning that and always will win it in, in those sort of areas but yeah, you did mention that obviously PC is a big is a big um uh influence in those in those parts of the world mm-hmm. as well. And Xbox are doing everything to align with PC just as much as they are their consoles. So I do think that is gonna flip and start showing some some results um in the in the in the near future. Like I, I know PlayStation are doing it as well and putting their games on PC, but they're doing it substantially slower than than Xbox are. So um, I just think it's a case of these things take time. I don't think it's a case of to be worried and to be like, oh my god, you know, Microsoft are going to shut down Xbox now or anything like that. You know, I just think it's just going to take some time to build up this catalog. You know, we have been building up a catalog of developers and um, to to make this, you know these really good games and you know help us in the software um department um, over the coming years you know with all these new ips and everything so they just need to start coming out and i think these things will will improve over time yeah i think i think it's a good point a good level-headed point um you know because especially when we look at like the the revenue and the profit xbox is actually quite stable like yeah. you know we, we don't have firm numbers but we have interpretations um and like they're doing fine it's just that their console share isn't going up like that's the thing it's not necessarily declining and if it is declining a little bit it's because there are people choosing to play on different platforms so it's again it it's and that's just console across the ecosystem things are actually okay i mean they're not like flourishing but they're okay but really you know, we spoke about way back in January this year, we said there was an article that we spoke about, about like Starfield being the firing gun for like the next five years or something like that. Yeah. And that's exactly what this feels like. This was a, this was a solid year. There was a blunder with Redfall. Uh, Starfield was a hit despite a bit of controversy. Um, they had the critical darling with Hi-Fi Rush and they had another success with Forza. Overall, four first party games general success across the board and they're just going to build on that um and that's before abk starts to become fully integrated and you know but then we get things like blade getting announced this year you know so the roadmap is starting to look good and i suppose this is how i wanted to round out the conversation when we're talking about buying into an ecosystem whether that's um buying a new console or pc or whatever it is what was the thing that made you buy into an ecosystem or buy a console that isn't your primary one so for example tim you know what was the thing that made you buy the switch what was the thing that made you buy your ps5 i put it to the chat as well what was the thing that made you guys buy a switch if you have one or buy a ps5 if you had one what what was what would your answer be tim um 
the games. Um, it was literally what made me buy the Switch was one, I was always quite like to have a portable option, you know, to take with me. We've always been a fan of our portable consoles, us with the PSPs and DSs and stuff like that. So I did want the next iteration of that. Um, but for me, like, genuinely what made me go to the store and get my Switch and impulse buy it was was Breath of the Wild. Um, I Yeah. And then same for PlayStation. What made me want to get a PlayStation 5 um, was your games like spider-man and final fantasy 7 and final fantasy 16 and all that kind of stuff so yeah it was the software that kind of what made me buy those consoles 100 percent. which is what xbox are building up they just need to unsoil their reputation get some solid new ips out there and get some solid sequels to existing ips and stuff like that and you know really start hitting a good cadence of scores which they have started to do but just a little bit more and i think it you know people will start mm. to see the value in it and just a sheer amount of ips that they can buy into if they just get this console you know and purchase games pass for a monthly subscription yeah so this is it right like i don't think i don't think uh Game Pass is doing a particularly good job of like getting people in the ecosystem. I think the games are, and Game Pass is just a very accessible way. It's like a, you know, it's the vessel to get them in. Uh, you know, people aren't going to subscribe to Game Pass unless there are things that they like. Uh, you know, gaming is, isn't gaming isn't quite that thing where it's um, as ubiquitous as TV. As like you can turn something on and it's easy peasy. You know, the playing is a bit different. That's my interpretation of it anyway. Um, like subscribing to Netflix is easier than subscribing to Game Pass. If you see what I'm saying, we all know what TV is. A lot of people don't still quite understand. Like they wouldn't just subscribe to Game Pass yet, just to like play random games. Mm. You know, after getting familiar with the catalogs and how, and how games work, they might do. Um, but I, I, as in, I don't think there are people doing that that aren't already subscribed. You know, I think that ceiling has been hit. So I think the next, the way to lift that ceiling is to, is the games. And I think this, so this is the interesting takeaway from what, from what you've said, but also from what I'm thinking. People don't buy into an ecosystem necessarily just because of one big game. They buy it because usually for most people, especially with the cost of living, they can't justify like 500 pounds for one game. Yeah. They say, oh shit, there's that, there's that, there's that. And now there's this like that that's how my interpretation of how that works you know like you look at the switch it had mario kart it had um there was something else that came out near launch as well it had a it had a couple of things and then tears of the kingdom came out Breath and it was like the uppercut and it was the set yeah maybe i suppose there's something else i'm i'm forgetting and i'm missing but they usually and that but that can happen multiple times throughout the life cycle of the console but same with the ps4 it was like it to me it very much felt like you know horizon uh death stranding spider-man god of war and that was like the knockout and then there's like neo and persona that were de facto exclusives as well so and final fantasy mm. it's like there has to be a base level of quality and then there's like the crown gem yeah there's the knockout one that makes someone go I can justify being excited and buying the console for this game. 
because there's so much other stuff that's at the second level you know that's yeah. the um that's still high quality that's to me how it feels and so i think we're at that stage where xbox are building out that second level and then we'll be waiting for that for the knockout punch to come um and who knows what that will be right you know i think i could put a couple of ideas forward i've said i think hellblade maybe could be would be a bit early maybe but it's possible i do think it's possible avowed could be as well it, it depends we need to see more mm. um fable i think is maybe the 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 big one that a lot of xbox fans are looking at yeah um blade i know it's an off in the future but there are like there are some that we can see that we can think that has the chance to be the knockout after laying a solid foundation so i think to me that's how i'm seeing it yeah no i think that's actually a really good analogy i actually kind of agree yeah that's quite well said and that applies to obviously not just the console but to subscribing to pc to, to getting reputation back to getting people um, to download the Game Pass on their smart TV, to download it, to, to go and buy the Steam Deck or whatever it is. It's just, that that's what I mean. It's more of a reputational thing, I suppose. Mm. Okay, man, we've been going on for two hours and 15 minutes now. Um, shall we start to wrap things up? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I will need to go soon for my roast. So <laughs> don't want to be late for that. Fantastic. <laughs> um all right then guys um that marks uh, uh the end of our final episode for 2023 um if you've liked what we've done this year if you've stung around if you've stung around if you've stuck around thank you um if you guys want to reach out to me on twitter let us know what you think of the show let us know if there's anything you'd want us to do for 2024 i'll take it uh i'll take it into account and we'll have a think about what we can do but it's been great not doing this for yet another year um mm. talking about what a weird year it's been for xbox all right you know finally got to the end of fucking abk we finally got games like starfield and then we got hi-fi rush and even though redfall came out and <laughs> i'm finally past that yeah bit of funny old year it has been yeah any any closing thoughts tim as we round out the year for the quick resume podcast 2023 um, no not really i mean yeah it's just i i agree with deck i think it's been a good year i think xbox have taken some real good strides this year i i, I feel like we as a show have actually you know we've grown i think we've we've gotten better at talking about these sort of things and i feel like we're yeah, I, I, I just feel like we're starting to get the podcast sort of formula down because obviously we're, we're new to this. You know, it's our first time doing this. We've also re branched out and, you know, we've had a third person on a few times, you know, and uh, mm, we'd like to make that a little true, bit more yeah. consistent as well, you know, as and when schedules line up. Uh, we do like having Caden on here. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been a, it's been a good year. And um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm definitely happy that this is something we can do once a week. I do enjoy doing it um and yeah it's great to talk to you guys and you know the more you comment and and ask us questions in the chat and everything it really does you know it it, it makes the whole experience just better so um yeah we appreciate you guys and uh yeah obviously uh have a fantastic christmas and new year um yeah yeah and we aren't we, we're not forgetting about you after the show listeners either because i know there's a mm. lot of you yeah. So thanks for giving us your ear thanks for giving us your time um exciting times everyone we hope you have yeah a really wonderful christmas and new year 
Um, we're looking forward to getting back into having, well, maybe having a bit of gaming time over Christmas. But other than that, eat a lot of food, get fat. Yep. Get big and fat. <laughs> Have a lot of Baileys. Get fucking wasted, get drunk. Yeah. Responsibly, of course. <laughs> no? All right. You guys can do it responsibly, even if we don't. Drown your turkey in whiskey. <laughs> Drown your turkey in whiskey. Might not make it so dry, <laughs> to be fair. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. Um, we'll catch you um, in the first week of 2024. Mm. Have a bloody good one. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.